Okay, here we go. This week we have Jill Perkins. Now for those of you who don't know, Jill is one of snowboarding's most prolific riders, most prolific females. She's won video part of the year, rookie of the year, and she's undoubtedly the future of snowboarding. I don't know what else you want me to say. Now we talk about her drive, her effort, her motivation, and what she's put in to get to where she is at today. I just want to take this time to say thank you guys so much for sharing the podcast, posting it on your Instagram, tagging the bomb hole. We see that and we appreciate it so much. And if you want to support the bomb hole in any other way, you can find us at bombhole.com where we have merch. You can find our Patreon, become a member. And with that being said, let's just get into the episode number 35, Jill Perkins. Here we go. You are listening to the bomb hole. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. Going to slide down in big hills. You know what I mean? On a big, nice burgundy snowboard. Okay, here we go again. Another episode of the Bomb Hole coming at you guys, presented by Solomon Snowboards. Now, Stony Buds, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, dog. You know, if I was a brand, I would make a burgundy snowboard because that's going to be a hot ticket. Oh, like up. a burgundy, just the 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 model yeah. is yeah. called the burgundy snowboard? Or just a burgundy colored board. Oh, yeah. Genius. Right? Well, this week we have uh, Sammy and her mom, <laughs> Jill Perkins, in the booth today. Glad I had the headphones on for that one. I needed that. Really. Now I'm really excited. Really needed it. Yeah, we got Jill Perkins in the booth. I searched uh, high and low on uh, YouTube to try to find that Migos uh, Perky sample. Perky! Because every time they talk about Percocets, they say that. It makes me think of Jill Perkins. I don't know. Maybe you could incorporate, incorporate yeah. it to your video. I don't know if you know that. that. Whenever love, we're love listening them. to Migos, we hear that and we're like, ah, Jill. Well, I, guess, I guess they're kind of a hot ticket. They've kind of been a hot ticket lately. I don't know. So uh, let's just get right into some good shit. Um, off camera earlier, we were talking about worst trend in snowboarding. What is it? The fanny pack bag. <laughs> the the unpra- like impractical fanny pack bag. Impractical. Impractical. Like just slinging around, sloshing around your body. Kind of like restricting on the neck maybe. Just if you don't smoke just, weed, what's in those Like things? what do you, what, actually if somebody wants to t- let me know what you put in there, you let me know. Yeah, leave a message you, I think you, like, in the open, DM. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am willing to, the two sides of every story, I want to hear what's in the bag. Tell me what's in the bag. I think it's exclusively for weed smokers. I think that if you don't, you got nothing else to put in there. That's that's my two cents. Or Fair. like grandparents and stuff Maybe like that. $10,000 cash. It could be. If you're slinging around $10,000 cash in the fanny pack while you're going down the mountain... I got or skating. I'm or okay with you're that. Doing. I'm okay with that. You got. 10 I just G's. think there's plenty of like teens that don't even smoke weed. They're wearing them in school. You know, I don't think there's pretty, anything in them. Yeah. I really don't. Just filled with tissue paper. Yeah. Just an empty, yeah. empty padded. Yeah. It's like when people used to stuff their tongues in their shoes. Oh, the double tongue. Did you do that, Chris? No, I didn't. All right. But, what about uh, you, buds? I don't think so. Okay. Well, you had really the you bad. had the fat tongs anyway, so yeah. you didn't really need. That's to stuff the thing. Them. The back yeah. in the day, they were just kind of. What would happen is somebody would cut the tongue out from the other shoe shove it in there, and then it would fall out when they're skating, and somebody would be like, oh, you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jill, so how's your summer? It looks like you've been skating a lot. What, what the hell have you been up to? Summer's, oof, uh, summer's been wild. Definitely skating a ton. Um, trying to be outside as much as possible, I guess, like staying away from a lot of indoor activity. Not that I do a lot of that anyways. 
Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time in California skating. Skating here in Salt Lake has been really fun too. Good weather all around. So not much. Kind of went on like some camping trips and road trips and just staying with like the same group of people as much as possible. Yeah. Nice. Now, uh, for our listeners that don't know, you started snowboarding at age 17, which is extremely late by nowadays standards. Some people are actually washed up by 17. <laughs> and uh, what I wanted to get into is what did life look like before boarding for you? What did you get into? How was your, you know, paint a picture of your childhood upbringing a little bit. You know, it's funny. This question cracks me up because I can like gear it towards snowboarding and it can like make sense on track. Like I'm like, oh, I skated when I was young, stopped skating when I went to middle school. Like that was lame. No girls did it. Like I would get gripe for that. And I can like say all those things, which are true, but realistically, like I played team sports. I had a good time. I had a social life in high school. I didn't think about snowboarding. I didn't think about skating. I had like lived in a suburban town, uh, very like simple. Like it was like the things that were going on in my head were like classic high school things that were going on in my head. And that was normal. Um, and then yes, yeah, senior year, I guess like, I was, like I went to, I mean, I went to homecoming. I went to prom. I did all those things. I like to work out. I played team sports, but there was no like jet setting on snowboarding. It wasn't necessarily like in the back of my mind until I went uh, my senior year. Yeah, yeah. And I and I had gone as a kid. Don't what get made me wrong. You go? Um, so my friend Peter actually, I I guess I guess I can kind of owe it all back to him. But he was going through a hard time, and he was like, "Hey, I'm going to go snowboarding." It was like one thing in his life that was like, "Oh, I'm going to go do this. Do you want to do it?" Like I know you used to skate, and like for whatever reason. I held on to, like, the fact that I used to skate, even though senior year, I mean, I hadn't skated in, like, 10 years or something like that. So I was like, oh, yeah, like, I could I could do that. Like, I'd love to go. Like, I'll go with you. And so we would, like, go, drive, like, two and a half hours, like, get some good talks in, and then go snowboarding. And then, uh, yeah, I, like, we were there, and there was, like, one other girl was at Mountain High. And there was one other girl there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sick. I could do, like, I could do this. Like, I, I enjoy this. And I remember saying, I was like, oh, I kind of like snowboarding because you – I was like, you can be cute and snowboard. Like, you don't have to be this, like, dirty, like, grungy, like, sweaty thing. Although, that is literally what I am now. I was just like, <laughs> sw- I'm sweat ball, like, all the time. Um, and, like, and and do it. And it's not, like, looked at as, like, some, like, nasty thing. And so I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I started going with him a lot. And then kind of, like, led me to where I am now, I guess. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Is it true you worked at Tilly's? Very true. I worked at <laughs> Tilly's. First job. First job. Yeah, shout out Tilly's. Full circle, actually. I was just telling Chris, next week I am going and doing a stance, like, promo thing at the Sandy Tilly. So, I mean, this is actually going to be out after that. But I'll be at Tilly's. And I was talking to my parents. I was like, it's so weird. Like, first job, and then now I'm going to, like, promote, like, a brand there and, like, my se- like cool. myself. Yeah, it is. It is really funny, like, pretty nostalgic. But yeah, I definitely worked at Tilly's three years strong. When you, <laughs> when you were an employee there, did you ever think, one day I'm going to be coming back here and I'm going to be doing a signing? <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. I'm like, next month I'm going to be a cashier. (laughs) Just going through the steps. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a senior. I'm working 40 hours a week. Like, nothing can stop me now. Like You weren't on your Tony Robbins, like, manifest, uh, just kind of like. No, definitely not. I was like, I had no, like, what is, what is Tilly's, you know? Like, what is is that? (laughs) All I cared about, it was the Zoomies across the mall. And I was like, we got to get better sales than the Zoomies. Like, this is what we're doing this year. What yeah. brand has you going to Tilly's? Stance. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm hyped. I, I am very excited. Yeah. Uh, they needed a new team. They wanted to put some people on the stance. And uh, at one point, I was the only rider on the team. <laughs> really? Solo. 
Oh yeah, respect holding the whole and team down. They, they, they dropped like Sage Kotzenberg. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Stance. Yeah, um, yeah, big which shout is out. really funny to me. Um, but yeah, that's it's awesome. good to know that the Olympic gold carries so much weight. <laughs> <laughs> <we're at> Stance. <laughs> oh, that's a good roast. So, and yeah, we ended up uh, putting on Jill. You know what I'm saying? That's what's. <laughs> You couldn't be happier. Love the product. Love the socks. <laughs> who, who doesn't love socks, by the way? That's anyway, true. You know what? No, you, seriously. Right before Christmas, you're going to want to hit them up, load up. Hey, can you send me a bunch of socks? Boom, Christmas presents. Everybody's just... Great that, gifts. That's true. It's I a can great stop gift. asking my parents for socks because mm-hmm. that's like the only thing that I'm like, you won't mess this one up. This is going to be great. I need some socks. We actually have a 2021 bomb hole sock coming out in... Uh, Do we? About a year and a half. So oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> A year and a half? You're going to want to hold your breath. I don't know if that would be a year and a half, whatever. It's like Christmas of 2021. Like so. at least a full year. Yeah. Yep, over a yep, year. Yep, over yep. a year. So. Wow. Yeah. Can't wait, dude. Yeah. So, uh, you know, get ready for that one. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, what I want to get into real quick is the guest question presented by Solomon Snowboards. Here we go. Hey, bomb hole. Hey, Jill Perkins. Um, Nora Vasconcelos here. I have a question for Jill. If you were able to throw a perfect party, where would it be? What would it look like? And who would it be with? Okay, well, the perfect party does exist. And we had it. We had a perfect party. And it was a field day party. Started off field day. Started off party store getting all the supplies we needed for field day party shirts were a must um glitter you need the glitter going on i think for sure uh i'm talking field day as in dizzy bat long jump we played uh, uh what's when you shimmy under the stick limbo that's a classic yeah limbo yeah, you know limbo. and and it was a team it was a group exercise which you know team bonding very very important Is field day like an actual thing it was we had a group birthday this summer and it was like four of my friends had a birthday and it was again who would it be with I, katie kennedy it was her birthday mimi noop Nora vasconcelos we had nicole there nicole Haas, it was her birthday steffi luxon it was pretty much everyone's birthday in like within a week of each other um minus Nora's. but we were like okay well let's get together and like have like we are all like i said going back to the sweatball thing like we all like to like i guess get down and dirty or something like mess around or i don't know so yeah we were literally like at this part a grown adults looking like a fucking mess like and, and it was funny because this was in san diego kimmy fasani was in town and she was like oh i was like kimmy i would love to see you and she's like oh let's go like let's link up and i was like invited to field day I'm like here comes kimmy like boss legend like and here all of us are in like these weird outfits like just not acting appropriate probably just like <laughs> Yeah, just throwing our bodies in the middle of the field. So um, that was a really fun day. Like acting like children, grown adults acting like children would be my favorite party. Yeah, that sounds like a good time. Your guys' energy when you get together just looks yeah, it just looks like kind of uh, contagious. It's scary. scary. Yeah, and I say and it's scary in a good way because it's like you, you know like like people get FOMO or whatever, but I get like fun hangovers very bad hangovers i'm like oh man i really gotta leave that was so much fun i don't want to leave my friends like you know but uh all you know yeah yeah fun hangover best and worst kind of hangover i would say yeah you know sometimes like you look at somebody's instagram story and you're like damn like 
they're looking like they have a lot of fun, but like really in reality, it's not that much fun. It actually seems like you guys are really yeah. oh, having, having that much, so fun. much fun. I don't even know. I can't even put, I hope everybody gets to experience something like that, like having that much fun because it's part of life and it's important and it's a really good time, especially with really good people. You find the people and it's like they're the glue, like you find your glue. And then Mm -hmm. you're like with them, and then everything just kind of like makes sense. Probably more about the people, I'd imagine. For sure, like we could be doing. Okay, I'll be real. Ninety percent of the time, we're not doing anything. We're like, you know, literally not doing anything. Like YouTube videos are queued up on the TV or something. But then, I mean, even that's fun. As much as I would like to be doing something outside or something like that, yeah. You know what? That kind of reminds (laughs) me of like a common question. People are like, "Oh, you're a snowboarder. Where's your favorite place to go snowboarding?" I'm sure you guys have both been asked that a lot, all the time. And my answer is simply, it's like. It really doesn't fucking matter. It's who you're with. Straight up. And, True. And it's like, you could go to the best place in the world if your crew sucks ass. Yeah. You're not going to have fun. Yeah. I mean, well, just recently, I think like a month ago, not even, um, we'll, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but we went to the snow dome and it was sick and I had a the great G- time. Jersey? The New Jersey snow dome. And you know what? Like they are creating a product for people there, like cater to the people who like have never I've never been snowboarding and like they're giving these people access to snowboarding, which is amazing because I mean, we all know that it is hard to go snowboarding if you don't have access. And so they're presenting that to the public and that's amazing. The snow is actually really good. I was fully impressed, like not icy, not too crazy, whatever. But I mean, like how much, what, how much can you do in like an inside dome where it's like one lift and you know, it's like a straight down, not very long. Like you can hike the same amount of, you can hike to the top just as fast as you could take the chairlift. Um, but I will say, like, I was with Matt Roberge and Reed Smith, and I we had the best time. Like, I was, uh, it was so much fun. And it's just about that energy and, like, getting out and doing something with people that you like and enjoy being around. Anything's fun. You see yeah. a lot of people, though, riding solo with headphones. Yeah, yeah. I've never been flying. one of those people. But, yeah, they seem like they're having their own fun, yeah. I guess. Singing. Yeah. Singing. Not really out, going off the lip, taking My singing. style, but you see those people. I'll, I'll tell you, I got, a gri- I got a gripe on that. You know what I think? I think one headphone... Totally acceptable because you can True. you so you, can you have one thing in the outside world, right? Yeah. You can kind of hear what people are saying. If you're going two headphones, loud volume, and you're just like yelling at somebody, it's a dick move. That's yeah. my stance on the two yeah. headphones. Inconsiderate. I'm, Not to mention, ninety yeah. percent of those that time, the the people with the two headphones in are in your way. <laughs> you're like, get out! And like, <laughs> and not you're yelling you. at them. You know, you're like, get get out of the way! Like like. Take a headphone out or take them both out before we take them out for you. I don't know. <laughs> and then, then snowboarding is one thing. And then skateboarding is a whole nother level of dickhead because that's yeah. where it's like so much of skating. Skating is more social. It's like you do your trick. That was a sick backsmith, man. And then they're like, they just don't even look at you. And you're like, well, fuck me, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> You said nice trick and they Stone just ignore ball. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. They're the, always the ones in the way. Not a, not a big fan of that move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's kind of run it back a little bit to the fact that Learn how to snowboard when you're 17, right? What I'm wondering is, A, did you play conventional sports growing up? And B, are you naturally talented? Yes, I played sports growing up. And I, in fact, I played pretty much all, like a lot of them. I played basketball, soccer, softball, hockey, actually. I played everything. And I enjoy all sports. I really do. But then I play maximum three years. I think that's like a thing for me. I don't know. And snowboarding is the one thing that has outstanding that I guess which I guess says something but yeah and I would always work really hard and it was it was hard for me if I wasn't initially good at something it's hard for me to get attached to it I guess it's hard for me to keep going but at the same time I like will end up going to a point where it's like there's like a 
Like I have to either like drop everything I'm doing and work extremely hard to do it. And if I'm not like willing to do that, then I'll just like kiss it goodbye. Um, and I've hit that point a lot with a lot of sports, like basketball, for example. I was going to play, like I played in high school and I really liked it and I was really passionate about it. And I was like, in high school, I was good at it. And then I went to call, I started playing in college or I was like, my plan was, I was like, okay, I'm going to like play, like get slotted out, whatever. And then I went and I was like, oh, these people are like six, two. And like, here I am standing five, nine, like little. And like, it was a whole nother ball game. I was like, yeah, no, this is, this is not for me. Like I didn't have the will to like persevere through that. Like there was something in me that just didn't, I didn't want to do it. And so in, at that point in my life, I just was like, nope, that's not for me. In fact, that was right when I started snowboarding. And I think I found, I was like, I'm not naturally good at snowboarding. Like I can, I'm, I can go sideways with momentum and like that's I get that I've been doing that for a while and it's something that is challenging and challenging on myself and not necessarily a team to the point where like I I it's within my limits like I can push like it's up to me to push through this like it's it's hard it's hard with teams sometimes like it's really hard to push through limits because you deal with and, you know, I actually deal with this with filming video parts, too, sometimes. It is difficult. If you're not on the same passion level with the people that you're filming with or doing things with, it becomes challenging. And I think with snowboarding is one thing where I was like, I can push myself to, like, no, like, what is it, no end or whatever. I can push myself as hard as I can, but you can't push somebody else as hard as you can because that's when you, it's, you're going to have a problem at that point. And I think with team sports, like I played conventional sports and I loved it, but it became this thing where it was like, if I was more passionate or somebody else was more passionate, there was like kind of toxicity in that and that that's not healthy. So I was just like, so many, I was like, I can do this myself. And I, I guess that was a good transition for that. Well, it's an interesting thing to say. There's, there's some parallels there too, because if there can be toxicity in a snowboarding dynamic as well totally. on as, as it uh, pertains to filming video parts, you know, if yeah. you're, if you're in a van and, and, one person's not getting along or having a good trip or radiating. So it, so it, it's like snowboarding is an individual sport, but a group dynamic is mega important. You yeah. need a crew. Yeah. yeah. It takes a village. Yeah, I mean, and that go- even goes back to, like, surrounding yourself with good people, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, your friends because you're not going to perform. You're going to perform at your highest level with the people that you're most comfortable and having the most fun around, and I feel like that's a huge, huge thing in filming video parts, like being around people that you, like, love and you trust and you support and you genuinely back. Mm-hmm. That's like that's a huge thing, um, but yeah, a team sports were a huge. Going back to that, team sports were a huge part of my life, and they helped me and shaped me who I am today. And like working hard and like driving towards something and like seeing. I think also like you see. I I've always been attracted to people who are really good at things. I think, and it it's helped me push myself to like be better at things. And I think like within sports, like you're like, wow, that person's really good. Like. And you just, like, study it. And you're like, how do they do that? And then you're like, you just practice, 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 practice. And then eventually it pays off. And it's like, it, unless you're giving up, it's going to pay off. Just don't give up. Let's, let's keep hammering on that because that's fascinating to me. And as a spectator watching your progress every week, skate like let's just take skateboarding, for example. The beginning of this summer, you were like, hey, I want to learn how to do three flips. It was actually right when... COVID hit. Now yeah. I think about it. We were yeah. in a parking lot skating, like super far away from each other, but you could, weren't even coming close. And, um, and now. The tray flip. Not, oh, yeah. to you or the tray flip, really. Yeah. To, to, me, to, yeah, to, to the, the people and the tray <laughs> flip, I was not close. <laughs> we just go, we just went skated ninth before this, and I will insert the clips on the screen if you're watching, but you were like lacing three flips, and that's, that's no, over a bump. And, and so, like, I, I guess what I'm, I'm getting at is, 
the people need to know that the amount of time and dedication that you put into your craft is huge. Like people think, oh, that person, she won um, women's video part of the year. She's different than I am. She's more naturally talented. No, she's not. She works harder than you. She puts in more time than you. And that's what people need don't realize. Like you skate for fucking eight hours a day and you can three flip the bump. You skate for one hour a day, you're probably not gonna be able to three flip the bump. Straight so, up. So like, I don't know. Do you want to just dive into that for me and talk about it? <clears throat> yes, yeah, excuse me. I, um... Like, okay, like I wouldn't consider myself naturally talented. Like, I don't know. That's why you don't see me competing and that's why you don't see me jumping and that's why you don't see me doing a lot of things. But the amount of time and like perseverance, I, I put all day, every day into basically what I do. Like whether, the, and I, and skating, it transcends into snowboarding. And I feel like when I'm not snowboarding, I'm skating. And I don't know if that's a mental thing or a physical thing or what. But at the end of the day, like I set goals or like there's like something I want to learn and it drives me nuts until I get it. So, like, I just, like, practice and study and practice and study and just do it over and over again. And eventually I can, like, look back going to the tray flip. And we were just talking about this this morning. It was like, yeah, I, I've been trying that for three years. But I would try for maybe, like, 20 minutes and get over it and be like, oh, I'm just going to do what I'm comfortable doing because I know how to do it. And then I never progressed. And, like, that is that's a really difficult thing. And so now I'm looking at it where I'm like, I'm going to try to get comfortable doing the uncomfortable thing because I want to learn how to do that. And at the end of the day, like you come out on top in the sense of like you learn new things and you progress and it opens doors to like a bunch of other things. But I really think like, yes, putting in the hours and putting in the time is so crucial and important. And like, and also like staying relevant too. Like you need, you need to put in the hours or you're never going to progress. Like that's, that's facts. That's, you know, it's not, there's one thing like, you can dream about it and you can think about it and, you know, everything happens twice and you see it in your mind before you do it on your board or you do it however or whenever. But at the end of the day, it's like you, you have to do it. You have to practice. I think. 100%. And yeah. I think that the people that are really good that from just the people we've talked to and things I've listened to and read, it's like an experience to my own life is that the people that are exceptional, they're like thinking about it all day they're uh they're thinking about it in their sleep and there's times if you're obsessing about a trick and you're you know digesting it in your sleep then you can kind of wake up the next day and you're like whoa that works totally you know? but if you're thinking about other shit all the time you're not going to be that good yes so that's yes. Part of, do you do you feel like you have that obsession oh absolutely i will never forget like uh what was this two two or three years ago or something it was desiree mark o'malley and i and Holes was Holse there? Jeff Holse might have been there. And I was like trying to, we were in Quebec and I was like, I'm, I want to land this back too. I never did, but I was like, I want to do this and I want to do this. And I, I was trying all day, like just like hucking my, I didn't know. And like, at, like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I saw it in my head kind of, you know, and I didn't have it articulated to the point where I can like fix what I was doing in that moment. But that night we went home and like Desiree and I are like, on the kitchen floor in our socks, like doing back twos. And I was like, that is so, and, and I do that all the time. Like even yesterday I was hiking a little rail and it's, and, and instead of just like constantly hitting the rail and doing the same thing over and over again, I will like stand in the position and like tweak or like put my body in the position where it needs to be and kind of like close my eyes and settle down and, and feel what it feels like to be in that position because it's, and then it becomes familiar and then you're, you're com you feel like it's normal and you feel like that's the position you should be in when you're doing the trick. And I think visual visualization is a huge thing. Like you, like you, you have to have that. And the best, the best of the best have that, and they're able to do it. And it's something that I work on so much because 
I'm the type of person who's just like, go, 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 go. And it's for me to take a second to sit down and actually visualize it and think about it and like put it down takes days sometimes, you know? And then you do it and you're like, oh, that's all it took, you know? But it, and it was funny. It, I mean, I don't know if this is off topic or not, but going back to like the like naturally good at it or something or whatever. Yesterday when I was hiking the rail, Max Raymer was like, oh, you did. Like I was trying to do a switch run board because I'm terrible at going switch, like so bad. And Raymer was like, you did one good one. And I looked at him and I go, that's why I film video parts because you only have to do it once. <laughs> like you don't have to, that's it. It takes one good try. And then, and then it's up to you as a person or a snowboarder or whatever athlete to like continuously try and like get better at that and lock it in. And that takes time. But it's so easy for us to be like, you do it once, like, all right, that's in the bag. Like, let's go, let's move on. And then next year comes around, and you're like, oh, shit, I don't remember what I'm doing. I don't remember how. What, am I, what am I it. doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must be somewhat naturally talented, though, because you were basically a pro within how many years? Two years? I think I'm just a psychopath. But back to, it's psych- going back to what you said. I literally think I'm a psychopath. You just it's went obsession. Psycho. Yeah, it, it, I was obsessed. I, when I moved here, I was working at P.F. Chang's. And I would like snowboard. Oh, sorry. I would snowboard. I would go up. I was like first chair all the time, which was really unnecessary because it it doesn't feel good to fall when it's a brick outside. But I would go up every day. I would, I, I still continuously go up every day until I'm too sore to go up, which I could maybe not do that because it's not necessarily healthy. I don't think, but I put in the time. Um, I would go up every day until like I'd work at four. I'd go up till three. I'd like, rush home shower go to work and then do it all again the next day and it wasn't like I and in the whole time I was snowboarding I had like motivation and it was like I would love to just like free ride but for some and I like that and I like having fun like cruising around the mountain and whatever but what I really get joy out of is learning something new and like I'll just like sit and make myself dumb trying to do something new and I think I don't know I think that might have something to do with it as well um, but I appreciate you guys say, thinking like saying that I'm Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Well, the the idea, I'm fascinated about some of that kind of like, it's kind of corny, but it's kind of like optimization stuff. Like how how do people get from from 17 to pro pretty quickly? And it's it's a matter of marginal gains over, like like small gains over a long period of time. Like your three flip, right? You, you, over the course of the summer, I didn't see, I saw you skate earlier. You weren't even close. And I saw you, but it's because every single day you're putting in a little work Mm -hmm. and putting in all that time. And um, I think that that's like you can focus on little things you can do every single day and put in the time. But um, one other thing I wanted to talk about that I noticed the difference between like a person who's like a standout pro and somebody who's kind of trying to make it but not quite there. It's an observation that the people that have it have are they they kind of ooze confidence. Like you can see in their snowboarding, they ooze confidence. And I think that that comes from that comes from spending a lot of time on your board yeah. and obsessing about it. And that's yeah. a product of that. So I don't know. That's yeah. two cents. No, absolutely. And it definitely is a, an obsession. Like there, and it, but it, it not, not a bad one. Like it caters to so many things. I mean, it caters to like physical health, mental health, like just like being sane and like what you're doing. And like, also like if you find something that you love, do it, you know, chase it and do it, the, to, do it to the best that you can do it. Like, like, it would be a disservice for anybody to do something that they love to its not full potential. Disservice to people and yourself. I really, like, you know? And and I think that's another thing where it's like, I, this is what I love to do. And even sometimes when I'm like, like, what am I doing? You know, that thought crosses all of our mind. I'm like, what am I doing? And then I'm like, you do it. Then you're like, oh, this is why I do it because I love it. I like the feeling. I like the reward. I like 
I like putting in the hard work. I like the time. And like, I like the struggle because when you overcome that, it feels so good. And you're just like, oh, wow. Like I am capable of doing these things or I'm capable of doing something. And that feels nice. I think that's important. I got a Patreon question in lines with this. Yeah. Yeah. We get a lot of questions about what our Patreon is. So I'm going to take a hot second and kind of explain it to our listener viewers. Um, Basically, our Patreon is a subscription-based platform where you can donate as little as $5 a month. And for you guys that don't know, the podcast requires a tremendous amount of work from all the editing, shipping, all the stuff we have to do. And we don't really have much support from our sponsors. So our our Patreon members are essentially our sponsors. Like we are, we are sponsored by the people, huh, buds? Yes. So basically, you know, if you become a Patreon member, you're you're supporting us, and that's the whole deal. And one of the perks is you get to submit a question, which Stony Buds may select. And I got ask. one for you right now from Scott McDonald. Scott, and uh, kind of goes along with what we're talking about. He says, "Jill, you're a legend already." So he's giving you some props here. Thank you, Scott. His question is. Did you always have a feel for the steel? And I think he means were you were you kind of is that why you chose handrails? Were you more naturally better at handrails? And uh, did you always have a feel for the steel, or did you have to work at it extra hard? And who influenced you in your early days? Loaded. Um, feel for the steel, yes, because I am a terrible jumper. I think it was honestly process of elimination. I was like, oh, this kind of works, so I I was just like, I'm just gonna hone in on it. And, uh, also like with skating and stuff, like it just kind of made sense. Like I knew, I knew what a board side was. I knew what a lip side was going into it. So I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense. And also, yeah, jumping, I think really scared me. And I think that's why I went to the steel and the, like hitting rails instead. And also I really like the style that you can have when you're doing it. And, and, and same thing within the air. Like I appreciate that so much, but I don't know what it is about, like rails that I really like. And I don't know if it's like the quick reward similar to skating where it's like, you can just hike the rail, hike the rail, hike the rail a hundred times. And it, you like learn within like 10 tries. You're like, well, I ate shit that way. I ate shit that way. Like I slipped out on my toes. I caught on my heels. Like what else can I do? Just like stay flat. You know what I mean? And, and it's like an easier thing to learn for me. Like I can dissect it a lot easier than like being in the air and being like, Oh, I don't know what's going on. Um, what was the second part of that? Who influenced you in your early days <clears throat> five years ago? Um, Desiree definitely influenced me. Uh, yeah, I would say, like, she was a huge part of a lot of things that I do, to, even today, like, on my snowboard and such. Um, when I first started getting into snowboarding, I actually didn't know that it was, like, rail stuff that I like to do. Um, I was, like, Googling. I was, like, top female snowboarders, you know, and it was, like, Jamie Anderson would come up, Hannah Teeter would come up, Elena Height would come up, and actually I was just home last week, and I was going through, like, my, like, old, like, high school, last year of high school, first year of college, like, box, and I had a, uh, like, a, I drew a photo of Elena Height or whatever, and I remember, and Elena Height was on there, so I was just like, and I thought Elena was so sick, I still think Elena is so sick, and what she's doing now, too, and I feel like she's, like, transforming into this, like, Wonder Woman, and, like, really, like, honing in on her craft, and it's so sick to see. Uh, but it was just funny because like, that's how, that's where I would get my like inspiration was like Googling. Cause I didn't know what to Google. Yeah, I didn't what even do you, know what, what you do, right? I was Googling <laughs> top females. I'm like, I don't even know. Cause I didn't even know the world of like street. I, I'm still so new to that. Like I didn't know the world of street snowboarding existed. Like I went to high cascade as a senior or the year I graduated high school, I went to high cascade and I didn't even know what it was. I was dating some kid whose dad worked for USASA and 
he was like, oh, there's this camp. I was like, I go into that camp, I guess. And I went and it was the first, it was video gracias, I think. I think. I just remember Dan, Dan's part, long hair at the time. And um, I was like, oh, what? This is like, oh, this is what people, you could do this? Like, this is what people do? And I was so attracted to that lifestyle so much more than like the competitive, like competition side. And don't get me wrong, full respect. Like that shit is gnarly. Like they can do that stuff in their sleep. And I'm like, wow, I, that is not my avenue. I don't know. Like I just admire from afar and I would love to get good at it, but it's just like, it's terrifying to me. Um, but yeah, I saw that and like had that experience at camp. And then I met, I saw a lot of their girls at camp. And at that time it was like, it was like right in between, like they were doing like two hard jetpack stuff. And I, when I moved here, the first, one of the first people I met here was Isabella Borriello. And she does, she was like, oh, I film video parts. I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what is that? And she's like, oh, you know, just like travel around and like go to places where there's snow. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. We became friends. And then I started being friends with all the girls who did that here. And so they also, it was like Isabella, Nirvana, Corinne, Pacella was doing it a lot too. Um, like Alexa McCarty, like Madison, they kind of all did that for me. Like, I think that's where I got that inspiration and just being in Salt Lake, it's kind of hard. You can't really miss it. It's going on everywhere. I mean, you guys are everywhere. So yeah, I feel like, I don't know where this question was going, but those are my, that's where my inspiration came from is like seeing it done and being like, oh, that looks fun and I can do it with my friends and it's not this like competitive thing. Like, let's go. Like we can just like go have fun. Yeah. And be creative. Yeah. And make sure. a living too. <laughs> I mean, try or die yeah. trying, you know, or that's what trying. we're all trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> She's pretty yeah. zero. She's got that zero die trying vibe going. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. There's a die couple, try. a couple things there that uh, I think are kind of fascinating talking about. And there's two kind of worlds in snowboarding. There's probably more, but the two prevalent ones for us it's almost like there's a video part culture mm -hmm. the way you're t just describing it when you're like i want to be a part of that there's like video part culture or there's kind of contest culture mm -hmm. and i just think that's cool it, same thing but i've never i've never put two and two together the way you explained it i think that's cool like you're attracted to the culture of the fact that you can have a lifestyle where you film a video part yeah. and that whole thing's cool um Going on trips like that, too. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty rad life. It's a storyline. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like our lives are a movie. I don't know. Like, straight up. But it's just, like, it's so cool. You get to, like, travel the world and, like, see things that you would never get to see. I mean, I would never get to see if I wasn't filming video parts. I mean, maybe if I was competing, you would go and you'd, like, see the same places over and over again because that's where the contests are held. Um, but lately, I've been trying to do this thing. If I, if I go on a trip, I want to, like, reserve a day to where I can, like, go and not snowboard and like go see what's around. I think that's so important that's to like, take it in. That. I try. I yeah. mean, it's definitely hard, especially, move. yeah, especially like, especially like within our brains, you're like driving around, you're just like, like, oh, like you're like looking at everything. You're like, oh, we could do that. We can hit that. We can like, what's that? What's up with that? And you're like driving down these like little streets. But I think like taking a day off to refresh the mind is like so important. And then you get to like take in the culture of where you are. And I love that shit. There's nothing like coming home from a trip to somewhere rad and your family's like, oh, how was Helsinki? And you're yeah. like, yeah, I looked at a van. Exactly. Back of, the, back, I, yeah. I looked at rails and I don't, I don't back know what Helsinki was like. For like three hours <laughs> I have no idea yeah. what Finland's like. Yeah. I had yeah. Uh, trash piled up to my knees yeah. and I. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I shoveled some snow. Uh, stomping I, on coffee. I don't know anything the about the anything about the city at all. Yeah. Go, go. Do you have any photos? Just action photos. <laughs> Just action. <laughs> this rail that I took that it's covered in snow, but it's under there. I swear. Yeah. Dude, going back to like a 32 euro tour we did back in the day, I brought my uh, iPad. This is so fucking sad. And I had Big Buck Hunter <laughs> on there. And we did like, I don't know, it is a two week tour all around Europe. 
And I don't know where the fuck I even was. We were just playing yeah. Big Buck Hunter in the back. People were like, where'd you go? I don't know. Driving through, like, Italian countryside, like, not even looking out the window. Just... It's just horrible. Tr- it's horrible. Yeah, you know? I'm glad yeah. you're you're finally you're realizing that early. I'm trying to. I, try. I did like a I think it was like a 13 country Sims world tour, and oh, we geez. just rolled dice, and I <laughs> seriously did not see one thing. Yeah. We met Angelina Jolie in the airport, and we were so busy with the dice game, we didn't even talk Shut to her. The fuck up. Tina Bassage and Tara Dakitas went off and. Rode down with her, and we were just like rolling dice, looking at her, and <laughs> right back to the game. That is a heavy. That's some, yeah. a heavy yeah, line. But dude, right at this there. point, there was thousands of dollars. So I just so. wanted to squeak that in there, like, oh yeah, we just saw Angelina Jolie. It was fine. We didn't even. Well, care. We blew it. I should have said what's up to her. I had a chance. Hey, when the, if your dice hand's hot though, you can't that's come what's off. What's up? You can't come off. I was yeah. busy winning. You're on I a think heater. I won a furniture set. <laughs> I came home and furnished my house after that trip. So, so going back to earlier, the, the question about who's your inspiration, one kind of correlation I found to be super interesting is on this podcast, we, we do these feelers. Who should we have on the podcast, right? And I would say, like, yourself, Scott Stevens, Lucas Magoon. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are, like, top-tier requested guests. And a lot of it is from it's from men, you know? And so I just think this is a really cool, like, changing of the tides. Maybe it's been this way. Maybe it hasn't. But... You know, a lot of times they'll be like, oh, this woman is, it's really good because all these other women will have somebody to look up to. And one thing that's starting to happen, I think is cool, is that like this woman is somebody for men to look up to. And that's fucking dope. I don't really know where I'm going with that. No, that's that's sick. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, that is huge. That is really cool. So thank you. Everybody, seriously, like, like, (laughs) 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 no, I, I, it's, it's interesting. And I don't know why that happens. I don't know, you know, I don't know. And I, it's just, it's, I'm very thankful and grateful for honestly, all the opportunities that life has presented itself to me, especially in snowboarding, obviously. But I, it's just cool to like, be able to, it's just really cool to be able to inspire people at the, like, it's like. It's really nice, and it, it helps. It helps everybody and yourself, you know. So I think it's a really big. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this either, <laughs> but I, I I appreciate it, you know. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. I, I have another uh, thing I'd like to pivot and talk about is the fact that we go to the same gym. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of oh, she goes snowboarders. Too. Yep, I did not know pro that. snowboarders. I've and, been going uh, before Chris. Oh. Yep. And I'll Don't tell you let what, him confuse you. We play <laughs> we play knockout there. Okay, it's a game where you shoot a basketball. The person gets the basketball and behind you, you get out. She's nice at basketball. Okay, she's, she's a threat. She's a threat. Now, part Fuck. one, part one of the question I'll ask first: uh, Who is the worst at knockout out of everybody at the gym? Sage. <laughs> oh, is he? No, wow. I, <laughs> I don't think okay, that's true. I don't think he's the worst at knockout. But I watch his form sometimes. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll take a cab 12, like, turnkey for a, yeah, over a, a good free throw. Yeah. I'm not saying you got to be good at basketball. You could suck ass at basketball. You do not, like, you know, it's like, no. But, I, okay, let's go Sage or, uh, I, you know, little Jeff, I don't I don't ever, like, oh, see nice. him. I don't ever see him shoot, but I, I see him out a lot. Okay, I'll tell you who's the worst, okay? Yep. Nils, okay? Oh, okay. Nils. But he's, like, 50-50. He's not showing up all the time. Yeah, he's not showing up all the time. Like, he's throwing up air balls. Like, he's, yeah. like, and you know what I love? Yeah. I'm, I like cutting him down because, let me tell you why I like. I want to I want to cut him down. A, to feel better about myself. Yep. Because. <laughs> you got to do that sometimes. Because sometimes you got to yeah. put somebody down to yeah. make yourself feel oh, good. Oh, yeah. So, what I'm doing, I'm going to do that with Nils right now. So, Nils, uh, he's so good at rock climbing, and he's, like, he can do, like, 400 pull-ups, and he's just, like, a specimen, Okay. 
but he can't make a free throw, and I love that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm also going to the part two of this question is: <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> well, yes, it was. Part you one was, it. was <laughs> she didn't have the right answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I answered the question for her. So part two is: So I've noticed that you're very competitive when we play knockout. You do not like to get out. No. Now, do you think that you're a very competitive person? And do you think it it affects your snowboarding in a good or negative way? Absolutely, 100%. I am a competitive person. And I think it is a blessing and a curse, you know. And I I think the older I get, I'm able to, like, hone in on where I am allowed to be, comp- where I should be competitive. Where I'm allowed to <laughs> well, Yeah, where I'm allowed to be, like, it's a little sketchy. But, uh... <laughs> Um, no, seriously, you know when like, to turn it, tone it down a little. Yeah, now. I, I'm working on that <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> trying to not be so reactionary, I guess. But uh, yeah, definitely a very competitive person. And but I, it, it has helped me. Like being that competitive person has helped me so much. It's helped me like get where I am. It's helped me with my drive and like dedication. But it also is like a royal mental fuck sometimes because it's unnecessary. And a lot of times you're like competitive, like me being competitive myself is toxic too. Like, like sometimes I just, you just need to like chill out. Not, not you, but like sometimes I need to just chill out. And I think a lot of that has to do with like being overly competitive. So I think, you know, everything good in moderation. I think competitive competitiveness is a good, a positive thing to have. But uh, like, I don't need to be like, beating myself up if I'm getting out playing knockout in the gym with the guys. That's all I'm and saying. And you do. You beat yourself uh, up? No, over? no, I just no. don't get out. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you would. She's honestly raised drain drop from the free throw line. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm just like, uh, to be honest, it's not It's not even that. And, and th- it's not me being competitive with them. It's me being competitive. I'm like, God damn it. If I don't, if I miss this right now, I'm going to have to go do burpees. And I hate burpees. That's what you do when you, you get out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, you... I'm not. Ju- I don't want to get down low and then jump back up. Like that's not where I want to spend my eight o'clock morning right now. Like, yeah, at eight. 8 so I'll just sit back and shoot the basketball the best I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, you know. It's it's almost like uh, the first step at having a problem is admitting you have a problem. Because I am extremely competitive, right? And I would say that a lot of people that have sat in that chair are fucking uber competitive. It's, yeah. it's, all it's, you guys are. Yeah. All you pro yeah. If you want to be, if you want to be good at something, at a certain point in time, you got to kind of fucking want to win. Right? I mean, you're so competitive, you didn't even like my answer, so you decided to make you it your to own. Change yeah. the answer. <laughs> it's true. I, I, I'm a psycho, uh, absolutely. Yes, but yeah, the thing, that, the thing that's psychos, nice yeah. is be, becoming aware. Is that like okay? Now it's like, hey, well, let's play knockout. Let's put some fucking money on this, okay? Yeah. And let's have fun. And I'm gonna have a couple profanities when I get out, but at least, <laughs> at least I'm aware that I'm competitive and we're having totally. fun as opposed to like the quiet guy that wants to like lock himself in the back of the van and yeah, like, that's bad just style. like, yeah. ste- and, and also changing gears and an observation I, I have here yep. is that like, man, it, there's a lot of trips where men are competitive with themselves. And I've, from an observation, I feel like women amongst themselves are ultra competitive. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair Yes. Observation? I think so. I, I mean, I guess I can't really speak for all women, but, like, I definitely think that I am more hard on myself than a lot of the guys that I've snowboarded and traveled with. And, like, because shit just doesn't come easy. It's, like, I'm I'm talking, like, things are taking multiple days. Like, sometimes things take multiple days. And I have yet to see – I mean, that's not true. I've seen that with some dudes, for sure. But I see it a lot more with women. And – 
that in itself is like a competitive thing. Like that is, that's like a mental fuck straight up. Like it's like, like, I don't know. I'm so harsh on myself that I will straight up. This happens to me all the time. I'll be like strapping in and I'll be like looking at the stickers on my board and I'm like, what the fuck, Joe? Like, like pull yourself together. Like, like, like these people believe in you, like believe in yourself. Like what, like you got this, like believe in yourself. Like these people are literally supporting you and what you do. And like, you don't want to let them down. But at the end of the day, Catch Me Too, who are you doing it for? You doing it for you? You doing it for the brands that are supporting you? And you, hopefully you're doing it for you. And hopefully those brands are supporting you. So it ultimately it goes back to yourself in that, in that sense. But so competitive to where you have to, where I'm strapping in, like that's where my mind is instead of being like, get to the end of the rail or, you know, get to the, do, land the trick right away. Yeah. Like, and, and I have to, I have to like, I'll say this out loud. Like I will go nutso. Like I'll be like, Right away. Like, think, don't think about the trick. Think about riding away from the trick. Reed actually told me that once, and it helps so much. Like, because you already know how to do the trick a lot of the times. Like, you're doing something that you know how to do, or you don't, but you, you're, it's in your realm, so you're going to be able to do it. But, like, imagine yourself riding away. And the last thing you want to be doing when you're up there is, like, thinking, like, I don't deserve this. You know, like, these people are supporting me. And, like, that happens more than you fucking That's toxic know. Like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it is, and it's hard. And then it's, like, the only reset, the only reset, for me is landing and that uh, is that something I'm working on because I don't want to walk away from something that I don't do and be like pissed off for days or something like that. And, and, and I do, and I'll get like really upset and I'll get very frustrated and I'll be like, and I'll start questioning my self-worth and like, you just like go down this hole and I don't know. And I, I, I think, do you guys do that? Like, have you done that? Yeah, and, and so, like, I don't know if it's something you can say, like, oh, that, that is a competitive nature, and I don't think it's necessarily just in, like, a female like a female standpoint. I think it's more of, like, putting pressure on the individual self mm-hmm. and being able to handle that pressure and not make it toxic for yourself or, like, ruin – that can ruin – that can ruin you. And and it's something that needs to be, like, taken care of and focused on and, like, honed in on because it's, like – you want to have a clear head when you're going – you want to be having fun. I mean, like we were saying, it's, like – you do your best work when you're enjoying yourself and you're having a good time. Don't be like sitting there like mm-hmm. talking shit to yourself when you're up there. Like that's going to just be You're only having a good time when you're landing. Yeah, that is true. I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, there's, it's like a sliding scale, well, my friend. Like it is, it's, it's, it's scary. Multiple days on a trip is tough. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's like we're like fucking drug addicts essentially. Cause you're like, oh, for sure, yeah. you get your clip, <laughs> you get your dump of uh, dopamine and it's like only a high so long. and it only lasts so long <laughs> and then also what I'm hearing is you're talking about like expectation like the mm-hmm. the expectations you put on yourself what you expect out of yourself is so fucking high mm-hmm. that your negative self talk comes out when you're when it doesn't align so you're like you know it's it's like you know, becoming aware that like, when you, you're 40 tries in and you miss it and you're like, I'm such a fucking asshole. Like yes. re- everybody does that, right? Yes. That's, that's normal. But like being aware of that, just being like, that doesn't serve me. Let me just have some positive self-talk. Yeah. Next try, I got it. Next try, I got it. You say that 400 times and that's the, but it's hard to not go down the wormhole, men yeah. and women. But there is another, one other layer to this I wanted to talk about is that I think that men have a great advantage in some senses because we're stupider. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to explain why. <laughs> Women are smarter because they have more self-preservation in some time. This is, you know, I hope I don't get crucified and I'm not offending anyone. I just think that, like, we are idiot Neanderthals, okay? So, like, for example, if there's, like, a big closeout, I can just, like, make myself jump on it. It's just, like, yeah, uh, it's just hollow head. Just yeah. boom, you know? And whereas, like, I think sometimes naturally the way the, the chemistry of a, of a woman's 
mind works, there's like they're like this is not a smart idea, which yeah. is normal. And that's a chemical and, thing that we have going yeah. on in our like. Yeah. We are literally. Oh god, this is so fucked up. But like, like going tracking. It's like you're here to like have a baby. You're here to reproduce. And so like in your head is like you have and and this isn't something like you can like learn. I don't know if you can learn to shut it off or what, but like. That is in the back of your head, and you're like, oh, like, that is unsafe. Like, even, like, even watching somebody, like, watching, like, Reed or Holst or somebody do something, I'm, like, tearing, I'm, like, freaking out internally, because I'm, like, yo, this is very not safe. Like, (laughs) this is bad. You have no regard for shit. Like, you shouldn't, like, I trust you, like, oh, you're so great, you're so great, and you're so talented, and I trust you, but this is fucking dumb. And, like, and then, like... (laughs) But then they do it, and I'm like, oh, thank God. And I'm like, oh, maybe I could just, like, turn that. If I could just turn that off sometimes. And and I think I go through phases of, like, turning it off, risk versus reward type thing. But, yeah, I think uh, having a small brain as a male helps you guys. <laughs> Our pea brains help us. <laughs> um, but also having a small brain as a woman also can help us as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, just stay well, dumb. Stay, yeah. <laughs> stay dumb out there. Well, I, uh, there's, like, three – thousand i don't know how many years of like primal shit we have monkey brains it's not yeah. like we're we think we're super evolved it's like we're just we're just neanderthals i don't know yeah. like you know give, i don't know i'm not gonna get all philosophical <laughs> but that's my that's my unscientific take yeah. you know yeah yeah we, i think we there's are not something scientists. there though so i think we almost skipped over uh and an important name that video part oh it's time yep this is gonna be bad <laughs> oh god hopefully the video's not too old I don't even... that's the i would say you're displaying the least amount of confidence we've <laughs> yeah, seen true. on any guest yet i got this what just happened i got this what oh it broke down oh i spilled water uh, all over myself. water okay oh. i thought yeah. it was coffee name that video part is presented by the Dutor. they sponsor us they support us you should support them you should check out their event it's a great event Stony Buds absolutely loves it. Hell of an event. I've been there and thoroughly enjoyed my time there. So uh, what I was wondering is what's your confidence level, uh, zero through ten? Zero. Like, if we can go into the negatives, we'd go there. Like I was zero. saying. Like, <laughs> like, I like, uh, wouldn't say I'm a, you know, a student of the game, you know? Like, mm. I, I'm more of like a go outside and do it. Although, although I wish I wasn't. I wish I could, like, sit back and enjoy some. So she doesn't shit. have a glimmer of hope. Not a glimmer of hope. Okay. Negative if she could. All right, here we go. You don't know it? No. Okay. Hey, I. you know what? I knew you were so horrendous at this <laughs> that I I got another second hint. Okay. That I think you're going to want, you're going to want to listen carefully. I'll turn it up. I threw this hole just yesterday. I, oh, hey, buddy, okay, I threw this basket. <laughs> that's, that's Reed. But what was the, what was the like, Shaka music going on? That's his video part in the movie that you're in. Bullshit. <laughs> yes. Bullshit. Yes. No, it, no. Because I can, the beginning of that is him jamming. Yeah, and and then that's the end of the song right before his enter. It's wailing, but we gotta actually just listen to this soundbite because it's so good from Reed. I threw this hole just yesterday. Headbutted through this bastard. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> that's actually the yeah, where you got the cover. Oh, is it? Yeah, was that, that was. That was about? Yeah, yeah. Just you yesterday, just, you know. I headbutted through this bastard. <laughs> <laughs> great, great <Yeah>. quote. <laughs> The movie you were in, you didn't get. That's a okay. tough one. She did get it. You know it. what? Yeah, hey, but I know his voice. She got the second one. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You you played some like surf music, surf rock. That was yeah, his. Tough. Well, that's it's his video tough. part song. I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> Come on, let's so, get together. Here we go. We got an igloo cooler. The playmate 
It's wrapped in all over bomb hole print. It's got merch just busting out the seams. This is an honorable mention if I've ever seen one. No, you mean you got it. Thanks. You said the name. It's a production. I said the name. I said the name. If you didn't get that, though, I would have been definitely. uh, Well, yeah, that would have been bad. That would have been bad. And inside of there, just so you guys know, we got uh, the new Hannah Eddie t-shirt. We got. Let's uh, give him a show. Let's show. I mean, other than it being on Chris's chest, but. uh, Boom. Yeah. Where is it? It's a nice gray right it's there. It's a nice gray. Hannah Eddy, one of the best artists in snowboarding. Oh, yeah. It's got bomb hole she blue. She killed it. Yeah. Really nice gray. Also has a coffee mug, a hoodie, and uh, some stickers. All available. Bombhole.com. Thank you, guys. Uh, I appreciate coolers. all this stuff. This great stuff. Can't oh, yeah. use it all. Okay, for part two of Name That Video Part, here we freaking go. You guys know the drill. Comment on the photo of Jill on Instagram. For a chance to win a prize pack. Side note on the prize pack. Prize pack is not the same prize pack that Jill gets. It's, it's a sticker It's pack. usually a sticker pack. Yeah. So I I apologize if you're expecting more for the win. It's a little lackluster. Here we go. This is the type of song she would get. That's like music she probably Don't say it to. if you know it. I don't. I, mean, I think I do, but I'm not going to say it. <clears throat> Actually, say it. We'll beep it out if you know it. See if you know it. I... I well, we'll talk about it, because I think I do know it, but I just need to marinate on the subject. Right <laughs> she Mull it over. Know. That, no, that's I know. like a Stony Buds answer. <laughs> yeah, no, Buds no, pulls that answer. all the time no, when he doesn't know shit. Oh, I got this. I'll just tell you later. Don't you know worry. What? I've, I've seen the part. You've seen it? I've seen it. Well, Jill, we want to say thank you for playing. <laughs> Name that video part. Thank you. Let's do it again. That was so much fun. <laughs> I saw some videos of you on your Instagram. Carpet boarding. Can you elaborate on A, is it beneficial, B, Y, <laughs> C, what the hell is going on Were there? Were you riding downstairs? <laughs> Honestly, no. Oh. Beneficial? Oh, yeah. jumping around. So fucking funny. This thing is so fun. Like, great, great, great thing. Like, yeah, I, I've been carpet boarding. Took the thing out of the box. Decided to practice a couple things. I'm not going to lie. Went in the next day and, like, tried them. Like, it definitely did help me, for sure. Just practicing the moves. Yeah, so... Muscle memory. This, this, like, snowboard addiction makes this thing. It's a curb, basically. And this, like, mini snowboard that has bindings, and you can just, like, you just, you know, us adults jumping around in the living room, I guess, on the carpet. Um, But it is the funniest thing. Like, to have your... Like, you just, like, laugh at your friends doing dumb shit on the curb, I guess. Um, But also, does it help? I would say it helps like get some rotations down, but I wouldn't say that it's necessarily like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I had a mucho respect because I was like, damn, Jill doesn't give a shit. Also, that was like, <laughs> but I did that. that. <laughs> I did that. Okay, that yeah, I did not give a shit. I was like, let's but also like you, you we are you, like I was just like, this is so fucking funny. Like I was like, this is no one's expecting you to be carpet boarding no. in my basement. Did bedroom. you order it, or they just sent it to you, or how's that work? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, you, you ordered they, it. They, I ordered it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Go. Somebody hit me up it, and I was like, "Yeah." They're like, and "She I, ordered it." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This thing is so yeah." I want, do I want that? Yeah. Yes, I can want. We go, that. Can we go? Can we go through the the add to cart? Uh, like, can you just walk us through as you're just clicking the button, add to cart? I could imagine it's something like, you want the blue or the black curb? <laughs> Do you want the extension? You want the high backs on the bindings or not? <laughs> that is dope. And yeah, yeah. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's on my doorstep and I'm just ripping the box open. I'm like, let's go. 
And you and your friends were in line to yeah, use well, that thing. Yeah, well, it was just me <laughs> oh, just the you, first okay. night. But now it's so funny because, like, I went home the other day and, like, Amanda and Parker, like, playing in the backyard, like, on the grass. Oh, this is actually so funny. One day Alexa and Hulse were over and um, Hulse is out there, like, and it's, like, kind of, like, just the snow had just melted. So I'm, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, mud in the backyard, kind of, like, in the grass or whatever. And then and Hulse is out there doing it. He's, like, I, I think this is poop. Like, I, I, think it's, I think it's poop. I think I'm board siding on poop on this plastic curb. I'm like, no, no, no. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just like, it's just dirt. Like, it's just, it's, there's no, I, I clean up poop. Sammy's poop. Next thing you know, I go over, I'm like, I was like, you're, you're snowboarding on shit. You <laughs> <laughs> literally fall. And he's like, no, it's actually kind of nice. He's just like sliding. He's like using it as like lubricant. Visc- I'm yeah. like, come on. Good viscosity you know, on the shit yeah. lube. Yeah. 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 Classic shit lube scenario. Yeah, so anybody wants to come over and use the shit lube tube. <laughs> the shit <Let's> lube <laughs> tube. Let's go. There might be a room in the market for the shit lube. Yeah. <laughs> Sell that. Yeah. Yeah, carpet Good use for dog tight. poop. Yeah. Recycled dog poop. Oh, God. It wasn't that recycled. I was like Lysoling the shit out of it. I was like, literally, literally Lysoling it. I'm like, oh, God. Give me these gloves. Get this thing out of here. I don't ever want to use this. Now that I remember that that thing got ran through poop, I don't even know if I'm going to pull that out this season. <laughs> I would like you to start a YouTube channel and specifically post like how-to tutorials on there. Um, so changing gears, I wanted to run run it back a little bit and talk about, you know, when you first moved to Utah, I kind of heard a story that you basically were, uh, had like an ambassador deal with Burton. And I just wanted to see if you could paint a picture of what that ambassador deal was like and your thoughts on like women snowboard ambassadors Versus riders and that whole can of worms. Totally. Um, yeah, when I first moved here, actually, I was helping at helping out at Four Horsemen. Um, and that was an experience. And they, they were doing, they were like the regional sales for Burton. And I was working with Josh Fisher and Chelsea Waddell and Mariah Roberts. And, and, and I, wouldn't, I wasn't employed. I was just like helping out. And it, it was like my version of like, I guess I'd kind of be in a shop kid at the time. Um, and where I was in that stage. And it was cool. So, like, I did that for a year, and then Josh was like, hey, I think we'd be, you'd be really great for this, like, ambassador program Burton puts on. You give back, you give feedback, they give you gear, and you essentially just, like, communicate with them and do this. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's go. And that was, like, my first, that was, like, the first free anything that I had gotten. And so that was really cool. And I was like, okay, cool, like, Burton girls, like, let's go, like, you know, and I was, like, writing this stuff, and... They had, they pulled me out to the Burton U.S. Open one year, and I went, and there was other ambassadors there, and when I showed up, like, I, I guess I just had, like, a different take on, like, what it was going to be, and, <clears throat> like, my involvement, and it turned into, like, okay, like, it was, like, okay, man the tent, you know, like, you're, you're essentially now, you're, like, you're a worker, you're, you're like, manning the tent, and then it was kind of, like, you're an Burton ambassador, and then all of a sudden, like, these, like, four beautiful women walk in and it's like, oh, these are the Burton ambassadors who are just models. Like, and, and I, sorry, they're not just models. They're actually great people. And I really like them. And like, I, I learned to love them. But my initial thing was just like, yo, what is going on? Like, these aren't like, they, they love to snowboard. Yeah. But like, like, like they're not inspiring snowboarding. And, and that was, that is my gripe about it is that like, <clears throat> if you like, I think having an ambassador program is it's kind of important and, and essential, especially right now with like the way things are going from a business standpoint, but it's up to the brands and the businesses to hire the correct ambassadors and like go for those markets. So like if you're trying to like attract like, like it, a pretty face only goes so far and, and I might put my foot in my mouth for saying this, but like, like you need something to back it up. And I think that experience for me was like something that I realized I'm like, 
this isn't the avenue. This isn't something that I want to be involved in really. Um, and, and it went on to be like, and I remember being like, okay, this is sick. And like, I was snowboarding and they were like supporting my snowboarding and they were like helping me out with that. But I kind of like saw the direction that it was kind of going and I didn't really like that. And so after the U S open, I made a comment and I was, I was just like, Hey, like that was really fun. Thank you so much. Like I really like it. And it was, and it was, and I had a great time and like, I loved the girls and like, I still talk to them. And, um, but I was just like, I really want to like film, this is what I want to do. And like, I kind of like made this proposal out to them and I was like, I would love it. Like I back the brand. I want to do all this and I would love it if we could like make that work somehow. And like, you know what? Timing wasn't just, timing wasn't right. And it just like didn't really work out. And like, they were just like focusing on different things and like the ambassador program, like getting feedback and such. But honestly, how I'm so happy that happened because I like, I went home and I was like, I, I, I emailed Tana McCarty. You know, and I like hit up ride and I'm like, hey, I was I've been doing this thing and I've been helping out and I've been doing this and I really like it. But this is what I really want to do. And he was just like, cool. Yeah, like, let's give it a try. You know, and, and that was. I don't know, was that four years ago now for and I've, and I've been with ride ever since. And it's like it, it's so and I love it. So like because of that experience, I'm so happy. But going back to like uh, having brand ambassadors, I think it is a strategic power move for sure. But I think it is up to companies and people in positions with power to make the correct decision. And that goes for everything. But ambassadors being one of, like, the main thing. Because at the end of the day, those shoes that they are filling, they're they're filling shoes of athletes. And they're filling the shoes of people who, like, put their, like, blood, sweat, and tears on the line for somebody with a pretty face. Um, that seems a little ass-backwards to me. And I think it's getting better you know, I know what's getting better for a lot of, a lot of companies. It's getting better because there's people in like our generations and the generation directly above who, who kind of have like seen it all and like see how it all happened. And they're kind of like now becoming the people within the positions where they can make the decisions against or for that. And I think people are so aware of it now that like brands can't afford to make that decision anymore. Like people see through that now. And, and I just think it's an interesting thing because I don't know, I, I and I appreciate that because I, I, it's cool to see that people within the positions of power are making the correct decisions, like across the board. But you know, to counter, like, play devil's advocate on my own standpoint, I know a lot of girls who are like, "Yo, this person inspired me to go snowboarding," and I'm like, "Really? Like, like, well, how, like, uh, and and that's okay, like, and that's great, like, like as long as you're getting inspired, like, then it's important and it's working and it's doing the right thing." But at the same time, like. From, I guess from an athlete's perspective, it becomes harder to digest when like the, fu- I guess straight up, if the funds are going into somebody that's like local, like if, if, if you're being supported by a brand and they're not going to like hire you to go on the shoot or like promote their brand and they're going to like hire somebody because it's either like cheaper or they're prettier or they're local or something and it's more convenient for them, like fuck that, like fuck that. Like if, if you're going to give somebody your undeniable if you're going to put your life on your line for this company or like these people, it's like they sure as hell better be willing to do it for you. And like at the end of the day, it's like finding those relationships that are what are going to set you apart and set the brand apart. And people can see those, like those relationships. And it's, it's sad when you don't have that. And like, again, I'm so lucky to have the sponsors and the people supporting me that I do because I genuinely feel like I have, I can call my team managers and I have the connections like with them and like the friendships with them and the relationships with them to be like, and they, they understand the standpoint and they're kind of on the same page. And, and I'm so lucky for that because it wouldn't go, I don't think it would go as well or as swimmingly if it was something different. And 
know. Yeah, <clears throat> there's a lot of layers to that. I, yeah. I like, uh, I like looking at that from all sides because it's really cool. It's really cool. You know, we care about the culture of snowboarding. Right? Yeah. We care. We live, eat, breathe you know, this whole thing. We sit here, we talk, talk about, about it. We yeah. Fucking, yeah. We're idiots. We're like so deep into it that, you know, we, we love it. Right. So it is amazing when you have people at these brands that are like, okay, like, you know, Jill really cares about the fabric of this culture. She, she's like very, like her merits are very high. Like we're putting people on our team based male and female based on their merits, what they're doing on their snowboard, not just a pretty face and a jacket. Right. Mm -hmm. But to play devil's advocate, you know, you can do this for male or female. Like if, if you're a brand and you, let's say for a male, you get like a, a male YouTube snowboarder that has a huge following and maybe, maybe he's, you know, he, he's corny, right? Maybe he's a mm -hmm. corny dude, but if he does a swipe up on his Instagram or he plugs his thing, you're going to sell a shitload of units or in the, in the same, you know, realm for a, a female, if you were to take a woman who's beautiful and maybe she's a model with a huge following and she does a swipe up. She's probably in, let's say she has 500,000 followers. She's going to sell more snowboards than the core border with 2,000 followers. So, Hands down. So, I agree. so from, You're a, right. from a business, just to play devil's advocate, from no, a business right. standpoint, you, you, sit, you, know, you can sit there and beat your chest and say, we need to do this and we need to do that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, if you got to put food on your table from a, from a ROI standpoint, it, it is an interesting one to, to look at from both sides. And I think it's like there's room for all of it, right? Yeah. It's, you don't want to go... You know, you don't want to turn into a fucking Walmart of snowboard where it's just a, a graph sheet and a, yeah. you know, a number. Yeah. There's got it because people see through that shit. There has yeah. to be an identity associated with the brand and who you hit your wagon to, i.e. people like you, is the identity of the brand. Ride is Jill Perkins and Danimals and was Ojo. And so a brand like that is, you know, there if it's just influencers, that's there isn't a culture there. And so that no. is ultimately super important but interesting shit to talk about yeah no like, and, and you know i completely to, to to be completely honest i think uh, something that has helped me like with my career is like i i understand the business side like i get it like i'm mm -hmm. like not fully like i don't fully get it but i'm not gonna sit here and be like that's fake or that's not real or that's not like that that's how it fucking is that's just how it is and like it's it's an it's unfortunately a numbers game and that's why i say like it's up to the brands to find a middle ground with that because it's there. You just have to look, it, it takes a little bit more effort and conversation than like saying like this person has 125,000 followers on Instagram. Cause at the end, like, I don't know, like, yes, that works. We know that that's proof in the pudding. Like that works. But like, do you feel, do you sleep good at night? Like, I don't know. Like, does that feel good? Like, do you feel good to be a part of something that you're just like, you're just basically capitalizing off of other people. And like they're doing that, like they do that, to good borders or not like you essentially like they're capitalizing off of you and you're capitalizing off of them. So, you know, let's work interdependently and capitalize together instead of just being like, you have, you already, you've done this for yourself. You have this following, like we're going to hire you for this short stint. Fuck our team writers. We're going to hire you or like, I'm going to drop somebody who's been with the brand for X amount of years because you have a bigger Instagram following. I'm not going to ride for that company. And you know, and and that's fine. Go do that. Go do that. But like, I don't know. Like, let's let's create positive and like truthful relationships. Like that, you're not going to that way. I don't. Yeah. I really don't think. Unfortunately, yeah. for a lot of brands, they sleep well at night if they have sales. Yeah. And they don't care. But yeah. A lot do too. So. But I think you can make like, I I mean, 
I think if you do it right and you do it with the intention of like, of like good intentions, I think it can work. Like I, I see it work, you know? And like, like I said, like nobody, like Dekine's not out here, like Dekine and Ride, like the electric, like they're not, they're not out here, like just like signing, like Dekine's not signing like Instagram models or like, and, and to me, and neither is Ride. And like, to me, that is like such a huge thing. Like it is so important because they like, they respect me. That like shows me that they respect me. And that's huge because I respect them so much, especially even more so that they do that. And like, I don't know, leave that like, there's like, there's, there's brands for the Instagram shit. Like, you know, there's those brands and you sure as hell know they're going to be over there with the fanny packs. Like you, (laughs) you, you know what? And and that's all I'm saying. Like, it all comes full circle (laughs) with the fanny packs. (laughs) Well, kind of linking into what we were talking about earlier, going back to, I like the topic of people that work really hard. And I see you work really hard, you know, at the whether it's a gym, skating, snowboarding, putting in fucking hours. Now, and and you're a product of, you know, person that has put in a lot of effort, and now you're starting to see the rewards of that. Now, this is kind of a loaded question, but do you feel like some other people in the industry are maybe entitled? I think people are entitled all over, whether it be in the industry or not. I think people ha- are entitled and have egos and... Yeah, for like, but at the same time, you have a name. What what are we talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, not no, specifically. Enti- just entitled, like, okay, enti- I'm I sorry, entitled it, I in it. which way? I would say the in the way that I see it that is slightly annoying is is maybe we're not going to specify gender. We'll say male and female, mm-hmm. but people, uh, you know, um, complaining about the position they're in without working hard. And saying, looking at other people that do work hard and saying, well, they have it. Why don't I? Yes. That's, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that is definitely a thing. And I think a lot of it has to do with going outside and doing it. Don't, don't sit on your ass and complain about it. Nothing's going to get done except for you're going to get kicked out. Like, I, I really don't know how else to put it. Like, and I think entitlement, I don't think entitlement is ever appropriate, but I think the people who work hard deserve to be looked up to and deserve like, like it's funny you say that about entitlement because I just think it, I do, I really do think that it's going to be, if you're working hard, you deserve it. And if you're not and you're sitting back and you want it to be handed to you, that's not that fair or okay. Cause there are people out there that are working hard for it. Um, working hard, people's definition of working hard is a lot different and that goes across the board, I think. And just because like my definition of working hard is one way, somebody else can have their way of working hard. And that might be like, maybe they're working hard mentally or maybe they're working hard like on their like other life that, you know, but I think, I think what entitled is just a tricky word. What I think it is, is people see other people's success and they don't see what goes into the success. And they, create these things we all do not they but I do the same thing they we create these things in our mind where it's like why does this person get this and and why are they getting it and I'm not and I've been here for so many years and like what like why what like how come like and, and then and then and then we're making excuses you know it's like oh it's because they do this or they look like this or they're this person or like they check this box or something like that and at the end of the day it's like that might be true on some states, but like at the same time, it's like, no, that person's just like working harder and like you can, and it shows and, and it real, and I, I think it shows and it's like, I guess 
a huge part of it, and this is a tricky, slippery slope to is potential. Because I really got my first break off of potential. And or uh, and a lot of times people are like, oh, you need to like put in the hours, you need to put in the work, and you need to show your efforts before you get that break, which is true, I think. And I had an interesting situation where it was like I, I had opportunities to come about and people were like, oh, we see potential. And to me, that was like a scary thing. I mean, it's a, comp- it's a huge compliment. And I was like, oh, sick. But that's like rare. And I am so lucky. Like, I don't even know why that happened to me or for me or whatever, but like it did. And I'm here because of it, because somebody took a chance on me. Um, and I And I also think like if you get a chance, don't fucking blow it. Like you, you, you grab that fucking chance by the neck. Like, I just think like you show up like every day when you're asked to be somewhere, or you're asked to do something, you show up, especially at the beginning. And like, hopefully you continuously show up throughout your career because like, that's just going to like, like give your career longevity and, and you show up and you, you, you do you at the end of the day, like you, you kind of have to, and, and you kind of have to do yourself more than you do what you think other people want to see you do. And that becomes like a tricky thing because especially when you have somewhat of a spotlight, like you get confused, you get confused, like what is you and what is the you that people want to see? And then you get in this like crazy mind thing and we can go on about that too. But I really do think that like entitlement in the industry, in snowboarding itself plays a role like it does in the world. But I really think that like, like law of attraction, things come to the people who work hard and if you put the energy and the resources into it and you're going to, you're going to get out what you put in. And like, and if you don't feel that way, like, I'm sorry that it's, that's like a jaded, that's jaded. And like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know what, like, I don't know. I don't know why. And I'm sorry that that's the case, but like, I don't know, maybe like stop making excuses or stop asking yourself why and just fucking buckle down and do it because people are going to notice that. And you know, what's crazy is like, that might take longer, but like, that putting the time in to like work that way and like putting the positive and like genuine time in to like progress and get better and like work towards this, it might take longer and, but the reward is going to be so much better and complaining might take a lot. Like you're going to, with a complaining attitude, you're going to dampen that. You're going to, that your relationship is going to be like cut way quicker than it's going to take way quicker than it would be if you were to just take the time to make it right. So it's like, take the time to make it right. Don't complain. I guess you could say. Also, you know, running it back, there's so much damn good stuff there. But what you you're like, oh, you kind of were saying that you know people took a chance on me and this and that. And what I heard you say earlier, just right out of your own mouth, you're like, I proposed this thing to Burton, and I came up with this plan. And then you're like, and then I called Tanner McCartney. Right there, what I heard was like a lot of people are like, I'm really good. I'm sitting around waiting for the phone to ring for somebody to call me and put me on their team. Whereas you're just like, I'm gonna fucking hunt down what I want. I'm gonna create a vision. I'm gonna get on this brand. And I'm going to be, you know, like for lack of a better term, squeaky wheel gets the grease and really mm-hmm. everything. I mean, there's times where people can be too squeaky. I've seen, yep. but like, <laughs> yep. you know, you want the right amount of squeak. Um, and yeah, there's just so much cool things there to unpack about, you know, talking about people being different, right? That, that she's only here because this, right? She's, and what that does is that she's different than me. So I don't have to take accountability for my own actions. She has something I don't, she has an advantage. I don't. So that's why she's there. It's not because she works hard. So it's all it does. People don't fucking like to take accountability for their own actions. 
It's not that Jill goes to the gym super early and then she fucking is hiking a down bar for nine hours and she's honing her craft and like mentally tormenting herself and dreaming about it. And it's not, it's, that's not why she's successful. She's successful <laughs> because she has something different than me. And that's what, that's the narrative that a lot of people have. And I love fucking talking about this cause it annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. No, so. it's very, it's very <clears throat> obnoxious and it, it honestly like not to get like soft, but it's like hurtful sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, no, like if, like there's there's sometimes where I'm just like there's so many other people that put in immense amount of work way more than me you know and and it's just like I I admire that so much because it's like you can you see it and you can like smell it in the like you know when someone's like laser beaming in on something and being like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it well and like that's all I'm that's all I give a shit about that's all I worry about um, and I think it's interesting but you know going back to when you say like you, you're right I guess I did or I reached out to Tanner and I did because I was like well what do I want? I know this is I know this is the path I want to take and I back ride like I was like and 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 at that time like I was still very green and I was like not really sure I mean still green to this day but I was just like again go, like law of attraction is a thing and I believe in that right place at the right time also believe in that but you also have to be a jet setter and like kind of like go after what you want or at least like plant the seed somewhere and it wasn't like I like I didn't like send Tanner like like a like a sponsor me tape or anything. I kind of just like address. I was like, "Yo, like this just happened. This is and I want to do this and like I think we can do it." And he was just like, "Yeah, cool. Like whatever." And like at that moment, it it wasn't like like oh we're paying you, you know, like definitely not. Like I had I I put in like and then I can that and then like when he took a chance on me and like just like sent me boards, I was like, I'm going to use these tools to progress my sport and myself and like make it worth their while as much as it's going to be worth mine. And it's like, you know, take what you get. The phone call just got you boards. Yeah. 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 And then you got to work from there. Yeah. There are some people though that can work their ass off and they might maybe just start not a pro athlete though. No, it's true. Facts. You no, know. no, hundred yeah. percent. They can work hard and be in the industry. And no, cool no. Too. I mean, hard work. I think just hard, hard work. Like, you know, luck favors the hardworking in the sense that, like, I just think that, you know, everybody, and that's, you know, there's people could take offense to that in some ways because it's like everybody has different starting points too, mm-hmm. right? Some people have more advantages. Some people come from different backgrounds, and and there is there are different jump-off points, but I would say as a generalization, you know, yeah. it's kind of just goes back to, what, you know, you get out what you put in. Just an It's like a direct equation of effort and mm-hmm. towards, you know, outcome. Um. So yeah, I I love I just love talking about that stuff because I think it's inspiring to to for people. You can take it in all facets of life. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. That's the best part. Yeah. yeah. There's one more thing on that topic I want to say is like, like, it, and it kind of ties into like do it for yourself. Like, do you kind of like go along like do what you like to do and what you believe in? And it's kind of like play to your advantages. And like, I'm not the best snowboarder. I am fucking not the best snowboarder. You know, like I go to the mountain. And I, there's people doing stuff that I can't even fathom doing. But I know what I can do, and I know what I like, and I know what I like to watch, and I know what I like to see. And it's like, if I can just focus on that and, like, play those things to my advantages, it pays off. And I think that has to do with, like, having an understanding of yourself and, like, what you like. Like, people can tell, like, when you're doing something that you love. Like, it's it's just, like, an energy thing, and you can see it, and it's, like, it transcends. It's, like, people can also tell when you're doing something that you fucking hate. Mm-hmm. And, and that is just bad, bad news. That's, like, a bad recipe right there. But... I just think like playing to your advantage and like understanding yourself and like why you love it and why you like doing the things that you're doing is so crucial. And like it's going to elevate you at a rate 
much higher than if you're trying to play the game and you're trying to follow this little fucking map that people say is like drawn out for you because it's not it's not a map there's no there's no secret code there's no cheat code there's no like it's just you got to do you create happiness and that like that'll follow you know i think success will follow that awesome and going back to what you said earlier that i think is really fucking important for people to hear um you're like when you get an opportunity don't blow it, right? And and there's a common theme, and you could probably say this for anything, whether it's snowboarding or any job or any craft, really, is that, like, sometimes people, they get an opportunity, and they get a seat at the table, and they took they take their foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. And, and then you'll see the people that are, the, what separates good from great is the people that get the seat at the table, and they keep their foot on the fucking gas, mm-hmm. right? Because so many times you see somebody, they finally get their big contract, and they they stop pedaling for lack of a better term, yeah. you know. So that's that's and the real ones pedal harder. And yes, yes. Really it's take almost advantage like, of that. And that's just such a sad thing. Like I see people like sometimes getting a break, and then it's like blow it, and then just stop yeah. doing what you're doing. Like you, you, you yeah. They're like, yeah. I made it. <laughs> yeah, and that is so so incredibly hard to watch from afar. Like it's sad to watch because I'm just like the stars were aligning and you were doing it, and, and you know, but but but. Again, devil's advocate. If they're if they're not happy doing it anymore, then don't fucking do it. You know, yeah, maybe that's yeah. a problem, and yeah. they need to move on. But and- whatever you're gonna do, do it to your full potential mm-hmm. and like with full heartedly, like mm-hmm. seriously, because you'll be able to make it work. Like regardless of like whether you're once the greatest this or that, and now you're like doing something else. Like you could be the greatest at something else if you really want. You just have to like own it, you know. But it isn't just stay foot on the gas. Absolutely, like don't. Don't let off the gas, I think, is very, very important because there's no good, nothing's coming out of that. Like, that's just an empty tap at that point. <laughs> that's beautiful. That brings us to our next guest question. Okay. Guest question is presented by Solomon Snowboards. Now, uh, in our DMs, we get all kinds of DMs asking about setups on my personal DM. I'm always asking, answering questions about what board I ride and what bindings I ride. Now, I used to ride the Solomon Triggers. They're kind of the price point bind. Uh, they're a price point binding, incredible binding. Love them. But I recently upgraded to the Districts, which if you're watching are behind my head. And they're the best bindings I've ever ridden. They're insanely responsive, insanely light. So if you're looking at getting some bindings, get some Solomon Districts. Highly recommend it. And with that being said, let's get into the guest question from Dave Marks. Here we go. Jelly P. Love seeing you on the bomb hole. You're an inspiration to us all. And I've been thinking a lot about after a conversation we had this weekend, incredible weekend by the way. Mm. Thinking about the way skateboarding has and continues to bolster their female skateboarders and the culture that's built around it and everything that is being done to make it even bigger. And I'm just curious to hear from you how snowboarding stacks up. I know you got a good answer for me. Love, love seeing you on the bomb hole. Sorry, that was really loud. Big yeah, turkey. I was like trying to focus on Dave's question, and I was the like, music like, "What's in the going background. on in the background? Yeah, Where it was kind of taking my ear away you from the question." It? Too. What's going on? Yeah. Also, he said. Um, 
You said the word bolster, I believe. Bolster. Uh, and can I get a, I, can I get a definition I, I on know, that? I know. I'll tell you what I did. I Googled it because I didn't yeah. know what bolster, bolster. was. Bolster I'm is... I'm going to make it up. I don't know either. Bolster's a, a... It's a firm pillow that that lies beneath <laughs> the other pillows to support so the to pillows. put something up, right? Yeah. The bolster is a supportive pillow was the first definition. Wow. So but he, that's okay. not what he meant. But uh, no, well, he but meant to, to hold yeah, up. to hold it up. Pillows. So I guess it's a support unit of sorts. So that's that's bolster. To like boost you up. Dave in the flowery diction. I that was. Uh, thank you for googling that because I was literally. I thought I like I wouldn't have made the, the pillow right, but I was just kind of like context clues, I guess. Yeah. But okay, so if I break down that sentence, a couple sentences that he said, we see it in skating, and we see it especially right now, females in skating, and how it's like propelling upwards. Right, that's what he's saying. And what is. Why, why is that happening? Or, like, what is the foundation for that, I think, is what he's asking me, right? Yeah. Um, and how's and it, it, does it and what's going on in snowboarding, I guess, comparatively to skateboarding's women's? Yeah. Um, I think, I th- you know, it's it's interesting. I think a lot of it, because of social media and everything, uh, talent has a lot to do with it. And, like, skill and, like, what you're producing, your product, has a lot to do with it. But also, like, the product machine has a lot to do with it. You got to, like, kind of, like, grease both. Like, you got to, if you don't have a good working machine or you're, like, putting too much energy into the machine and you know you're like overdoing it like the product's not going to be the best if you're focused on the product the machine's going to take a fall you know and i think a huge thing right now is in skating uh, people uh females in skating they're more than just like a skateboarder like at heart they are a skateboarder but they're also a human and like being a good human and like creating being a good role model and like setting standards for somebody who wants to be within the industry is so crucial and so important. And I mean, that also ties into like ambassador things and like what you're doing to get these followers, you know, it's like, are you going to do, are you going to get these followers because you're a good person? Are you going to do these things? Are you getting these followers? Cause you're shaking your ass. Like what, like, you know, and I'm just kind of like, and I think what's so cool about skateboarding is that there's these individuals in skateboarding who are fucked up, good at skating, good people have good morals and they're having fun. And I think that is so important and they can have good conversation and they can like stand their ground and they're, they're, they're texturized people because like the last thing you want, like, like a fault, like you, you can't have a pillar that's un you can't have like a wavering pillow, like, or uh wavering, like, uh, what is it? Foundation at yeah, all. You like need you, you, you need a strong foundation yeah. because if you don't have that and, and your foundation doesn't have a backbone, like there's no foundation at all. That thing's going to come crashing down. And what's cool in snowboarding right now, what I find is, is I feel like there's a lot more women and people in snowboarding who are now like snowboarding is not only focused on just purely snowboarding, but it's also focused around people in their lives. Like what's going into it. I know like this year I, I really like the project I want to work on. I'm like, I want to do a project where I would snowboard, but I also want you, I want it to showcase like what else we do as people in our lives and like what goes into it. Kind of like what we were talking about. Cause it's a lot, there's a lot more that goes on. And I think having those, the, like having a textured human and a, a person with attitude and personality and talent and skill and hardworking is the foundation. Like being able to have that is so important. And a good role model is so important because if you don't have that, like who's you need someone who's can like confidently set a standard and a standard to that is like genuine and true and healthy for people to live by. So if you're setting like a poor standard, it's not going to get, it's not going to rise. People are not going to invest in that. Companies are not going to invest in that. People aren't going to like, it might maybe for a little bit because it's like a hot ticket right there, but you want like sustainability and sustainability within a human is like being good to your core, you know, and like doing the right thing and making the right decisions and like being there for yourself and others and 
and like bringing other people up and like reaching down and helping that. And I, and that is also huge right now because I think a lot of people get stuck in the like me, 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 like upward thing. And it's just like, I'm taking myself to the fucking top, you know? And right now more than ever, because we all see it, it's like, it's, it's about creating a community and like getting people together because without that community, you have nothing. Like without the supporters, we have absolutely nothing. And I think that's a huge, that's huge. Like you need to be more accepting and welcoming. And I think it, because, because women are now welcoming other women in industries, action sports industries in particular is what I'm talking about it's becoming like this like domino effect where it's just like, like multiplying like the fucking virus. Like it's just like going, going, going because there's like, there's more means like there's, there's the return on that. And, and that's because there's a good people in the positions of what they're doing. And it's not these like shitty, shady people. I hope not. You know, you know, that's what I see. I, I make genuine connections and I see them like bringing other people up. And I'm like, that is what it's about. And it's about them bringing up the other people who are going to continue that going on because when you bring up people who like aren't deserving or don't work hard enough or, you know, that's, it's going to die. Like the legacy will die there. And I think like having, again, people, positions of power with good people is like solid foundation and it's safe. It's safe. You know, right? that was a good answer. No, it was a great answer. And I love talking about the culture stuff. Cause yeah, it's the like, culture's the, huge. The culture, does, does that answer that answers that question. Right? Yeah. yeah. More, okay. I would say kind of above and beyond yeah, if anything, I think but that was great. I think that, yeah, the culture stuff's so cool. Cause you know, we're all trying to strengthen it and make room for inclusivity with yeah. everybody. And I am going to play devil's advocate a little bit, too, because I do think, you know, I, I did hear like a li little jab at like the girl that's shaking her ass. Right. But I think we need the girl that's shaking her ass. Just like we need we need all sides. We need all sides. Totally. You know, you know totally. like we need we, we need the girls that aren't. And we need it's just it's kind of like do what you want. Like, yeah. You know, and to do that's what I'm saying. Own yeah. it. Like yeah. I, we do need that. Like, yeah, absolutely. And like I was saying, like. That is attract like that is attractive to some people. People like are hooked on it. like people see that and get inspired. I personally do not. That is okay. Like yeah. you know, and if that is what is going to get you going, like let's let's yeah. go run it up. But do I think do I think that if the people in positions of power were to be those types of people and they were only bringing other people up who were shaking their ass, like could you imagine true. what our well, what we would be doing? <laughs> we wouldn't be here. Maybe shaking your ass, but also being good at the craft. Too. We would, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we literally wouldn't be here. True. And that's well, there's totally a there's definitely like this. This is a wormhole we could go down deep with. You know, that whole marketing and and the the foundation that a lot of women's marketing stands on and yeah. yada yada yada. But what I'm saying, it's like in in some ways, I think we just need the we need the counterpart. Like even if we don't agree with it whether it's like you know i feel like i feel like democrats need republicans like yeah. they need people to you balance each other out i just think as humans you know you kind of got to check all bases and snowboarding's becoming very inclusive you know yeah. and that, which is cool to kind of change gears and talk about that the torment stuff and mm -hmm. get into that yeah and um how snowboarding's been exclusive or Sorry, let me restart that. Exclusively inclusive? That's <laughs> exactly. what I like to say. Exclusively <laughs> inclusive. Yeah. So That's a good one. That, was, yeah. that, was that pretty cool, that whole experience with Torment and yeah. everything? Yeah, you're talking about the Pride Week. The Pride Week, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was actually huge because I never thought that I would take – I guess I, I never – again, like I didn't have a roadmap to that. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. I didn't think – I didn't think I was ever going to talk about that. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And I'm so happy that we, like, uh, that happened. And, like – John had put that on and all the participants like went in full heartedly and like kind of like just like took control and we like see it in skateboarding. We see it in other avenues in life. And, you know, it was ironically enough, like 
Grasso's love letter came out, I think like a week or two before and people were like, we need this in snowboarding. And like behind the scenes, like we were like, it's coming, just give it a week. Like, you know, but, um, and, and it was cool. It's cool to see all of that go down and just like the immense, the, the amount of love that I can only speak for myself, but I can imagine it transcends to every single, every, everybody else who is involved and involved or not. Like the feeling, like it just, it just, Warming. It's a proud moment. Like, yeah, yeah, it was really, yeah, it was. It really was. And I, like, talking about, like, doing the interview was so funny because, like, I had never talked to really anybody about, like, I was dating Taylor for, like, three years, three and a half years. And, like, people knew that I was, like, dating a woman, but, like, they didn't, like, I didn't talk about it and I didn't want to, you know? And my bad. Like, I, you know, I wish I would have earlier because it would have changed, I think it would have changed a lot of things, like, for myself and for the relationship or whatever. But, like, talking to John about it was the first time that I had really, like, broken into talking about it and, and like, kind of giving him an inside scoop in, in myself. Like, I guess I've never really, like, because I talked to him, I was able to talk to myself about it, and I never really did that before. And and it was cool to, like, see, like, everybody's different stories and how different they are. Like, it's so different, and it's, but they're all the same. Like, it's all the same, too. It's, like, like, I don't know. It's, it. it was very powerful, a very powerful, like, moving thing that I think created a lot of space. Within the industry, within our lives, within everything. And, like, the amount of people that have, like, come up to me or, like, have messaged me or, like, just the other day, like, someone was like, oh, like, my my niece or my cu- my little cousin came out to me. And, like, because of, like, what you and everybody else did, like, we I was able to, like, comprehend this a lot more and, like, help her and, like, send her into directions that, like, she might not have had or, like, you know, into, like, some, like, guidance or, you know, references or be, like – just relatable topics. And I think it's so important because it's just, it's just being, it's always been around. It's just now being talked about. And that is huge. Like just like using your words and talking about it. And like, I don't even want to say normalizing things, but like normalizing things is huge. And it's so important. And that can be with like, like body dysmorphia. Like that could, like it doesn't have to be just about being like gay or straight or, you know, it can, it could be about anything in like, like, I just think it's so important and it's so cool that people are out there like talking about things because it's making, it's, it's helping a lot of people. And if we can, if I can just help one person, I'm happy, you know, like, 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 and that was in, at at the end of the day, it was like, it was funny because I guess this is like the main takeaway I have from it. When I was going into it, I was like, I'm doing this for other people In leaving. I was like, not only did that, not only is that going to help other people, like that helped me tremendously. Like, like, I don't know. I've never talked. I've never Did you talk to your family about it. Um, yeah, I've talked to my, like they knew, Before but like, that, I'd, I mean? and I'd, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. like every time I'd be like, yeah, I think this is what I'm doing. I don't Let's really know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and that, and that's why I say normally, like if it wasn't so talked about, I would probably still be a little hermit mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I don't really know. And, and it's interesting. It's so interesting to me because like, it's not like this, like people think it's like this, like black or white thing, you know? And it's not. And, and and that's okay. And I think a lot of people need to understand that because it's like, like, I don't, I don't know how to really ex- go about that, go, go about that topic of conversation. All I just know is like, because of what Torment has done and because of where we are and because of where we are going and the direction we are going, I think people are a lot more comfortable in their own skin. And like, I think a better product all around in, in, in products, in business and in personal life is just going to be better. And it's like, it's almost like life elevated. It's like, you kind of like open this door to where you can feel comfortable being yourself and like doing these things. And also it's like, 
because I did that and because like I don't have to have these like weird conversations anymore. And like I was like, no, it's just out. I'm just like, send them a link. Like, you know, like, <laughs> no, but um, it is interesting. And I really am like thankful and proud of the space that the people in all industries have created by doing this and being honest and open and sharing their stories because again, it's helping other people and it helps you. And I think it's a positive wheel that gets going. Being able yeah. to be yourself is huge. Yeah, it's huge. And like, even, I mean, like, it wasn't like I was sitting back and like holding all this in forever. I didn't even realize until I like saw somebody where I was just like, whoa, this person's so cool. I was like, this is, this is like, yeah. And then it just worked and it flew and I, and I had a great time and it was amazing. And I learned so much about myself. And I think that is such a huge takeaway. Like it's huge. And, it, and it's kind of like, if I can, if I can help somebody else feel comfortable and confident in doing so, like that's fucking sick. That's great. Like, I would and, love to do that. And the thing that's really <clears throat> cool about the the you know the culture or the community, right? Is it it, it, it they could be a million people that I'll, I'll take a different example for for example, let's take Andrew Reynolds, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I always struggled with with substance abuse and drinking, mm-hmm. and and then Andrew Reynolds, he's somebody I look up to. He's sober. I'm like, oh, skateboarders can be sober. Yeah holy shit, he's like me. I can yeah. do that, right? So that was like, before that, it was like not really culturally acceptable, different, but again, going back to being okay, being by yourself. And, yeah. and then somebody, you know, that's in our culture, skate or snow, they're like, oh, look look what Jill's doing. Oh, I, that's okay, I can do that. And now it's to the point where it feels so normal. I didn't even make a note of it on the notes. I was yeah. just like, that's just, who gives a shit? But I mean, obviously we, we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's important, but it it's great that it feels that normal. Now. Yeah. Like the progress, I mean, not for everybody probably, yeah. but I don't know. I think it's, there's progress happening. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was so scared. Like, I think I was so scared of like it ruining my career. Like I was just like, uh, no, like not to mention we have the same sponsor. So I'm just like, this is like, no, we can't, no, we're not talking about it. But then I'm like, if anything, I remember telling Colleen, I called Colleen and I was like, Hey, I'm going to do this pride interview. I'm letting you know now. And she's like, I've been waiting for you to like, tell me this essentially. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, and like, I knew she was supportive. Like I, like I knew, I knew everybody knew, you know, but it was like, nobody was kind of like bringing it up. It was like, they were waiting for me respectively. So, and so when I did that, I just felt like such a sigh of relief where I was just like, Oh, like, and then she was like, will you do them for us? You know, like we want this. And it was so cool and empowering to feel like, yeah, like creating space in, 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 I wish I, like, I don't know, like, like, it's just important to be able to give back somehow that is genuine. Like, it's not like, I'm like, all these proceeds go to X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh, no, I'm giving a piece of myself to hopefully help you and your family or whoever, you know, there's somebody you love. And I think that is so much more rewarding than anything else that I've ever done personally and for others, you know, and it's, uh, yeah, grateful for that. Like, it, that shaped and changed my life. And I hope that it can help other people take steps in the necessary direction. And also, I'm here if anybody ever wants to talk about it. So That's great. And for the listeners, Colleen's from Dekine. Yeah, yeah. Just because some people aren't yeah. going to know Colleen you're Quigley, referring she's to a sponsor. The best. Yes, yes, Colleen Quigley, she is the best. She's from Dekine. Love her very much. <laughs> Let's she's, give her an air horn. Yeah, she needs one. Yeah, yeah. Also, legendary snowboarder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, oh, yeah. I, I like, uh, she beats me at all the races. I beat her once. Pride moment. That trophy's hanging on my wall, Colleen. So <laughs> come over and see it anytime. <laughs> Shout out to Colleen C. Quiggs. But going back to what you're saying, too, you know, snowboarding is a great tool 
for people to find themselves, find their identity, right? You're like, oh, this is, these are my, this is my squad. You're fucking weird. You're like 16. You got acne. You don't know how to fucking live. Yeah, you your crew, then, right? Then, then you're like, oh, this is my thing. These are my, you know, and so you kind of find, I can, I can only speak for myself. But I found my identity through snowboarding and skating. Mm-hmm. And so then to be able to even furthermore, not just identify as a skateboarder, but you know, to be able to identify as somebody that's gay or whatever, you know, and just broaden that. It just helps it. The culture helps people find themselves even more. Totally. That's fucking dope. Yeah. That's dope. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I feel like you get to, in what we do, you get to express yourself like to its fullest. And I think that's so important. Like, I don't know. I don't know what would happen if I was in like a that that's job. I'm, I think I would just have like a separate life, but also I don't know. That's a totally different makeup. I can't even t- I can't even begin to talk about that because who knows yeah, who where knows? I would be <laughs> or who I would be in love with at that point in time. But I think it is so cool that we are able to have these realizations and these generations to come like be like so cool about everything and like just like willing to be open and learn. Like I have a little sister. She's nineteen now, and she was she's just like the greatest little like advocate ever and and she's such a sweetheart and she's just as like oh yeah like you're dating a girl that's cool so like what what are you gonna tell me you know and like yeah. before like you know and like 20 years ago not even 20 years ago they'd be like what? yeah what you're gonna burst into flames like, yeah. you know <laughs> well <laughs> but, for her it's way more normalized yeah yeah and it's and it's so cool like and that is just like i don't i don't want to i don't i don't know and i'm not just saying it's like just her as a person but i think it's an entire generation they're yeah. just like Oh, whatever. We like who we like, or we do what we do, and like that's okay. And like you don't like it, sorry, too bad. Move along. Like you know, I'm gonna find the people who do like it, and and that's we do that. We weed as we get older too. We like weed out the people and the thing. We learn what we like, we learn what other people like, and you kind of meet the people who you enjoy the same things as. You know, it's important. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go on a different side note. I don't know if yeah. this applies or not, but it's just an observation I had. Like I don't know if any you know buddies ever scrolled through Tinder or any of those dating apps with a friend, right? And beauty is, it's so in the eye of the beholder. Like I've, I've scrolled through and I've been like, dude, what are you doing? Like that? Per-, but they're like so hyped. Right. And it's like, and then I'm doing the same thing. He's like, dude, that, that person's not beautiful, whatever, however, you, you know, probably in different verbiage than that. But like, I'm uh, like, you know, it, it, we all, it, it's just See kind of interesting. I right? just like, people yeah. think that you need to look a certain way or, you know, beauty is a certain thing. And it's fuck. I can tell you, that it's even as dudes, you know, from my my friend group, like we all are into different looking people. You Aren't know? you lucky? Isn't that a good thing? <laughs> it's, it's good. No, seriously, it is interesting, and also, I mean, you know what? The most like, and this kind of like wraps into so many different topics, not only on like the way people look, but it's like if you didn't have like if if you didn't like everybody, you find beauty in different things. Like we all have different opinions of like what we think is attractive and what we think is not attractive. And like, thank God for that because, or thank whoever or whatever, you know, for that, because without that, if everybody looked the same, we were doing the same thing, like there would be nothing. Like it, yeah, there true. would literally be nothing. Be stale. And, yeah. And that goes going back to like the ambassador thing, going back to like the ass shaking thing, going back to all of it. It's like, we wouldn't know a difference if we didn't have one. And so, like, I'm so happy we have these differences. Like, we're lucky to have all the differences in the world. And being able to touch on the differences and acknowledge them and uh, listen to people about the differences is where it really comes into play. It's just, like, having an open ear and an open shoulder and, like, not shutting people out. Like, don't react. And just, like, listen and understand. Like, if you don't agree with somebody, take a second to, like, 
ask why or like take a second to understand and and that's a new thing for me. <laughs> and so, like, you know, I feel like maybe some people will be listening to this and they'll be like, yeah, she's talking out of her ass. Like, she doesn't do that. Um, but it's definitely <laughs> something that I'm working on because, like, I, for the longest time, like, set in my ways. And this summer I realized I'm, like, I would get in, like, a little altercation with somebody and, and I'd be like, chill. They're literally, like, we're we're – 20 I'm 26 like you're however old you are I was like they made it to 26 without your help like why do you think you need to tell them how to live their life now because you don't because they made it here and here they are (laughs) fine products of the environment (laughs) don't tell them that they're not (laughs) so yeah I don't do that anymore so for everybody who's known me do that I don't do that anymore try not to (laughs) oh you should all naturally evolve as we as we grow up at the the you know Jamie Thomas talks about his ep- episode, but we live in this this world of um, I don't know if you called it prolonged adolescence. Yeah, basically yeah. the fact that you don't have to grow up in our little bubble because there's like a revolving door of fucking seventeen year olds. I've been yeah. fighting it forever, and, and you know yeah. then you got people like me and buds who are basically have the immaturity of a twelve year old, and we're like closer that to getting our four hundred one k check than anything else, which I don't actually have. I don't know. Why I said that horrible reference. But, um, <laughs> you know, we should all evolve. Like, you don't, what, people are like, dude, somebody will be like, you know, Frost Puppy, for example, okay? I, being from Massachusetts, my narrative is like, I'm a fucking dickhead, like, guy, you know, like, fast pace, whatever. They, you know, take, and, and that, a lot of people have met me be like, dude, I met you, you're a dick, right? And so I'm working on that, right? I'm working <laughs> on that. And so I'll, like, do fucking yoga now, right? And it's like. You know, the 18 year old me would be beating the shit out of myself if I knew I was seeing doing yoga. yourself do yoga. Yeah. But what I'm getting <laughs> yeah. at is that oh, we, we don't yeah. want to be the same person. Like, you don't, you shouldn't wake up and be 40 and be like, whoa, I'm the same exact I was as I was 18. Yeah. That's not good. You should evolve. You should, like, you, you know. You don't want that. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> evolve. It's not something you want. Yeah. Except for when it comes to, like humor because it's like fun to still be like a. Be immature. You know, be immature. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. True. And you meet those people that haven't evolved and you can tell. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important that you guys definitely stay, like, you are, I think it's important that you guys stay relevant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Ouch. No, no, I think, I meant, what I meant to say is I think you do a really good job at, like. <coughs> Staying like, relevant? Like you, like, you like it, and you're not, like, you don't, you're not looking at it like, oh, these fucking kids. Like, you're, you're kind of, like, you, you have to, like, kind of. Dive on in. You gotta like, you embrace know? the kids, and, and like you, you have to embrace the like your your future relies on embracing the kids. Like, Nothing better than jumping in the van full of kids every year and going a little on a weird. Trip. That's, That's a, a little weird. weird. <laughs> Maybe weird don't say, say that, <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> Out of context, <laughs> that could be a very uh, no. You're right. Bold yeah. statement. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, it keeps you feeling younger too. Yeah, just traveling around, snowboarding. I, one thing on that, really quick. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Marie Francois. I feel like. Yeah, she's the sick. And, and another person that I've looked up to for a while and just admired from a distance. And, like, that generation, like, is so sick. And they, they've done so much in their careers. And lately, I've noticed her, like, like kind of just she's in tune. Like, I, I notice her more and Greta Eliasson on the ski side, like, in tune and just, like, being proactive and, like, re- seeing, reading into what's out there because it's, like, at the end of the day, that's, like, what they do. That's what they like, I think. I don't know. I haven't talked about it with them. But I notice their presence, and it's so refreshing because it's like, like I don't know. That, to me, that's refreshing. Like it's like different generations like coming together because they love the same thing and like mm-hmm. they a- appreciate the same thing. And at the end of the day, a good turn is a good turn. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's a common bond. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And I, and I think it's really cool to see and communicate and have allies within different generations and not just my, like, direct peers. And I think that's so cool, and I just appreciate that. Like, if you were to, if, if you were to tell me that, like, Marie Francois was, like, going to, like, comment on my shit, I would be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And now, and now we, like, talk over Instagram, like, every once in a while, and I'm like, oh, like, it's so cool. I'm like, I, I love that. So thank you, I guess. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of is an interesting, there's some parallels into maybe what we're going to get into, but, you know, seems like big news by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be public, but you just signed a, a deal with Monster, correct? I did, yeah. Yeah, I took your shoes, yeah. <laughs> you took Chris's <laughs> spot? Took your spot. <laughs> uh, for the listeners that don't know, I rode for Monster for uh, nine years. I got cut by uh, Cody Dresser. Let's give him a quick air horn. Here we go. <laughs> what up, Cody? <laughs> no, shouts to those guys, honestly, as much as I'm busting balls, I got... Uh, Nothing but but uh, good things to say, and and it was a great experience. They did so much for me, but uh, Cody's my boy. Yeah, I got to give him a little jab. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Healthy. But uh, healthy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. no, that's that's sick that you got that deal. And it, you know, there is an ex- going back. There is you have to. It's a revolving door, right? Yeah. I with the old and with the new, you know. And uh, fuck, you got to embrace the youth. And Yoga it, and monsters a tough look, though. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, they might somebody might have called and said, "Hey, <laughs> I saw Chris at a <laughs> yoga class, yeah. man." <laughs> That could have been it. That could have been what happened. Maybe it was Jill. <laughs> no, I don't do I don't do yoga. I wish I did. I need it. My my back is like an eighty year old. But that's eighty that's year old. So dope that they're in, you know. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, in yourself. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. And to, instead of contests, the yeah. video parts in the streets and we're. We, I mean, Jess did it, and I mean, like it. it I'm like shocked. Like honestly shocked. Like I was just like, oh, yep. Yep, I would love to. Let's do this. <laughs> but also, like, I mean, going, like, touching on energy drinks, I, like, you know, I was kind of like, I want, I want to be able to, when, when they came to me, it was kind of like, we want you to continue doing what you're doing, and we want you to do it well, you know, and, like, we want to support that. And to me, that was really the, like, determining factor. It wasn't like, oh, we want, they weren't coming at me being like, we want you to change this, this, and that. It was like, we admire what you do. We want you to run it, and we want you to do it the way that you would do it. Not like, here's our brand mission statement. We want you to fulfill all aspects of this mission statement. Instead, they were like, "Do you?" And like, we support that. And I'm like, "Okay, yep." Yeah, they're I, not sending you to contests. And yeah, you're standing yeah. around like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, here? <laughs> and like, to be honest, like that was a mental that was mentally hard on me because I was just like do I deserve, like, do I deserve this? Like, what do, like, do I deserve to be here? Like, this is a huge, this is a life-changing opportunity. And, like, I am so lucky to be in this position that I am. Like, you know, like, never would I thought, like, it crossed my mind. And I was always like, yeah, I would love to. But I was not like, one day I'm going to do this, you know? And because I didn't think it, it was, I couldn't fathom that. I didn't think it was a possibility. And to be able to stand here and, and be, like, hyped and supported and, like, be able to grow with a company and a brand and like my, my way and like, like join paths with them and not necessarily derail my plane or train, whatever, derail the train, um, is huge. So yeah, shout out to monster hyped on that good opportunities. And I'm excited for like working with them and projects in the future. Yeah. That should be exciting stuff. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up shooting with you, you seem like you always have a routine when you're strapping in. Yeah, you do. What's going on with that? What's the story? I, I notice a lot of riders do. It's something yeah. I always find interesting. You, like, yeah. slap your boot. Yep. 
I was wondering if that's what you were going to say. I'm superstitious as hell. And is that what it is, superstitious? Yeah, I think so. And, and uh, yeah, but also who likes to strap in and then you're like strapping and you're like, and I'm also kind of lazy in a sense because I'm like, if I don't do that and I have snow on the bottom of my boot, I'm not unstrapping and taking yeah. it off. Like, I'm just going to like Hail Mary it until it works. But, um, oh, you do the boot slap. Dude, she so does I, oh, I every time. Ozzy Henning does that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every single yeah. time she has like the same routine. She yeah. straps in and does it before she goes. I'll like smack my boot. Like, like both of them and then I do it and then depending on how the session is going I'll change it up but a lot of it the biggest mental one I have is like the amount of clicks and like when my when my if my straps start you to get all clicks? sketchy I don't count clicks but I can like feel the pressure so like I'll like undo yeah. it and like find the right pressure um the boot snap thing yeah obviously I mean there's a lot of weird things that I do uh, weird like superstitious like weird and like sometimes like i'll get in the point where i'll be like next one i got it next one i got it and then i'll be like every time you say that you don't got it so why are you even <laughs> saying that and then i'm like don't say it don't say it i feel like a lot of people do that one though yeah next yeah, one. <laughs> yeah got this one i'm trying to think there was a while i had like um like these like eye the tiger bead things like i had like a bracelet and it fell in the pocket of through the pocket of my pants to my boot like to the cuff of my pant and i would like touch it <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> well i'd have to move it to like, get my binding but i'd like feel it and i'd be like i the tiger <laughs> let's go <laughs> didn't didn't really work that well but you know mentally those Something's them shits are not there in there anymore <laughs> they were just kind of in the way <laughs> yeah you got to find ways to calm yourself when you're uh like 142 tries into a yeah. front board and you're like Okay, here we go again. Well, you thank you count? for saying thank you for saying 142 because I'll have this conversation with people. This always gets me, and they're like, "Yeah, man, my 12th try," and I'm like, like my, <laughs> "You're 12." I'm like, "I'm talking 142 all the time." Like, let's get those numbers. Like, don't be like, "Yeah, I'm those battling are rookie a trick. numbers." Those are rookie numbers. Yeah. yeah, I'm battling a trick, and like, you know, by the 12th try, I was starting to get really mad. I'm like. I'm not even ready for the photo yet on 12 tries. You know yeah, what I'm mean? like, you let's get, let's get that. every, yeah, seriously. <laughs> By I 142, I got yeah. every angle covered. I, haven't I, even I had, like that. I haven't even had my first meltdown yet. Like, not one tear has shed. You know we have many to come. Yeah. Well, you yeah. get also, uh, filming and writing, you get slaughterhouse fived, right? Like, yeah. you take bail yeah. skis. Yes, yes. It, you, I, I, I definitely die <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely die i think i'm dead no uh I look do. honey i'm flying I i'm do. flying i'm dead i do i do and like and it is like a funny thing because stone has seen it like ted has seen it and it's like and it's it's kind of like a funny like new filmers i'm kind of like i'm just gonna let you know i'm gonna eat a lot of shit before this works out and like if i don't yay if but just don't be worried like i'm gonna be okay and like i do it and they're like oh my god like do you want to stop i'm like no 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 this is just this is me warming up, I guess. Yeah, but it's it's honestly gotten a lot better. I think. Yeah, at first you like kind of dance around commitment. Yeah, and then you finally jump in yeah. after getting yeah whooped a couple different. You ever ways, do any so. uh, barking? That's that kind of gets the people going. I go for the head punch, and I'm not oh, proud of it. Yeah. Head punch. Yikes. Yeah, I would advise against that to the listeners. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't punch your head. Like save the brain for real. Like I will get frustrated. Like I, I, I will get I. I won't bark. Sometimes I'll yell <laughs> for sure or like sit there in silence and explode. Um, but yeah, I, w I wouldn't say that my habits, those habits are necessarily the most healthy. Definitely trying not to work. Definitely trying to work on them. Yeah. Well, yeah. talking about getting bodied, trying tricks, what I was getting at is 
all the greats do. Yeah. Like if you if you watch, I've been filming with Luif. Luif Parody, one of the best rail riders to ever yep. do it. If you don't know who he is and you're listening, type his name in on yeah, YouTube you and watch the video. Away. Literally, and he yes. dies. Yes, he dies. Like he'll and and same thing. I've seen Bodie die. You see Jed take slam. I mean, mm-hmm. Jed is he's a the kid's a freak. Yep. But they all slam yep. super hard. You know, all the greats and. The, you know, that's just from my lens I've seen. So it's if you are going out there and you are slamming super hard, you're doing something right. Yeah, if you're not slamming, you're not learning. Not trying hard enough. You're probably. not trying, yeah. And there's a way to do it safely, safer. Oh, there's a way to do it safer than not, I yeah. would say. And it's kind of like, but that also comes with like trial and error. You like learn how to make a spot safe for like what you're doing, how to make it safe. You learn how to fall, stuff like that. But yeah, like I definitely am getting fucking played a lot of the times. Like, and if you build the spot right and yeah. fall correctly, and yeah. you're going to be all right. You know what Bud's specialty is? Is like after you've gotten like slaughtered, but it's like a banger photo. He's like, "Dude, you got this, Bud." <laughs> now he's invested. <laughs> and you're like, I can't really breathe right now. Yeah. I think I need to go to the hospital. He's like, nah, you "Come on, Bud, this, you got this." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I got mine. Now you go get yours." I'm past the point of caring if you landed it, dude. <laughs> that was like some ten year ago shit. <laughs> After 20, 30 years behind the lens, fuck it. Dude, I've seen a front board. I've seen a front board. You know what I mean? <laughs> you've done one. You, you've done them seen all. Seen one. You've seen them all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, let's go. Let's Unless just it's on. like a groundbreaking spot, then yeah. it's like, all right, guy better land this. But if it's just some average fucking 20 stare. Yeah, you don't. I don't give a shit. Yeah. If you just like. don't show up. Green jacket, gold jacket. Just being honest. <laughs> the cool thing about photos, though, which I appreciate more than film and videos, I just think, like, up to interpretation, you know, you like see it and uh, it's it, it's up to your own mind to like come up with what's going on, especially if you see a photo before the clip comes out. Yeah. If you look Which at their I eyes like, in I photos like. too, if you can see them, you can tell if they're landing yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell if someone's totally looking over there and they're riding this way. They ain't landing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a really good point, yeah. True. You know what I mean? Now you're I'm looking look at the landing when yeah. you're landing. You that's know how what, I look. You know what I, I got to call bullshit on all the time? It's like I see press photos. Somebody's like, Oh, no, yeah. nose pressing and they're like 12 o'clock boys the that's thing the is, moment they're is, like and you're coming like in or he's out literally of falling off the rail like, yeah yeah but like the the one he made it to the end was like you know he probably went like six o'clock yeah. on it you know there's barely that got moment where you get into a press and out of a press where it looks like you're pressed but you're yeah. not and that's that trick 12 about 12 o'clock boy moment you're yeah. talking about mm-hmm. that's funny mm-hmm. bud sees no, not see? a presser yeah he's a oh yeah i look i'm working on it actually i mean and you that's, got a mean that's, front board though that's yeah, but I need, to, I need to grow up. I need to graduate from the front board. Hey, it's like the Seriously. Reynolds' front side flip. You like, know what I mean? People just want to see kinda it. kind of your signature Oh, trick. talking about trick tip videos. I watch that video so much. I'm like, I just want to learn a front side flip so bad. And like, why not learn it from him? <laughs> you know? But no, from it the best. It's yet to work. I'll let you know how that goes. But I got one more Patreon question oh, from uh, Alex Alert. I think it's French-Canadian. Um, what do you want to see happen in the snowboard community in the next few years? Oh, I would love... I mean... I think we're on the right path of where it's, like, growing and, like, becoming more accessible for other people. Therefore, it's, like, you know, becoming bigger. And I think that's really cool. What I would really like – oh, you know what? These questions are funny because it's, like, easier for me to answer what I would not like to see, you know? Let's start there. Um, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I would like to see it, like – I would like to see it progress for sure. Uh, I would hate to see it be, like, watered down. And You know what I'm having a really hard time with right now is everything fucking looks the same. 
And I'm kind of, like, tired of seeing, like, the close-up on the pretty lights with the music and, like, some, like, weird kaleidoscope thing. I'm I'm, I'm sick of that. Like, let's get that out. But, I mean, I get it. It's, like, art and stuff. But, like, do it your own way. Uh, and, like, don't, like, do it your own way. Like, come on. I mean, we all grow, get inspiration from something. But it's, like, you've seen one. You've seen it Then all. they beat it to death. Yeah. Right? And then it's, like, it's dead. It's gone. Um, But, so I would like to see more, uh, like, I, w- I would like to see more personality in snowboarding. I think that old video parts had that, and, and I admire that so much. Like, that is my attraction to street snowboarding is, like, personality and, like, people and, like, seeing, like, what, like, it's funny to me. And, like, I feel like you always have great lifeies and, like, B-roll and stuff, and it's important. Like, that is what creates, like, I don't know. I I can appreciate somebody snowboarding, but I appreciate them so much more if they, like, have a personality and they're, like, they're, they're like cool or funny. Yeah, or, you like, want to get to know them. Yeah, you want to get to know them, for sure. And I would love to see more of that, definitely. Um, I would like to see, I touched on progression, I would like to see that all around, um, more inclusivity for sure, and I think that's happening. I think a lo- I think we're on a really good track. Good I path. really do, yeah. Yeah, and I think with the foundations and the people creating these paths, if they can continue, if we can all continue to just move along and like do the right thing and... I think it'll be, I think it'll grow on its own because it's really cool. And I also think a lot more people are doing act, outdoor stuff. So hopefully that the industry grows. I think lift tickets should be less expensive. I think snowboards should be less expensive. I think it should be more accessible for like a lot of people to go snowboarding because at the end of the day, we need them to go snowboarding if we want to continue to snowboard. Yes. So I think those are all huge things. That's awesome. Important. You know, Jamie was in here, Thomas, talking about skateboarding hit its 10-year cycle. Yeah. Let's hope snowboarding's about to hit its yeah, 10 year cycle again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's about 10 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time for that upswing. Yeah. Okay. I want to get into a hard hitting topic. Okay. Right uh oh. When you're in the lift line as a snowboarder and somebody's about to get on the lift and they do the beaver slap. <laughs> What's that? Where they, <laughs> they slap, they all aggressively slap get the, the snow. snow. I, I want to know slap your guys' take about the lift line beaver slap. Man, I don't think I'm a fan of it. It's aggressive. I mean, the person doing the lift line beaver slap is like the person who's like trying to clear the snow off the Neff sticker. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just so everyone can see what's up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got this. This came off a tag from Tilly's, probably. They're looking for it on attention, my huh? Yeah, yeah. And and I used to, did you used to do it? Uh, guilty as charged with the beaver yeah. slap. I mean, honestly, I'll, st- I'll still hit a pretty fat slap the every once in a while. Slap. You still do it. I'll tell you, you know, sometimes you got to like establish alpha male dominance, dominance in the lift line. Yeah. Slapping <laughs> it and you just kind of hit a fat beaver yeah. slap right before you get on. <laughs> No, it just yeah. kind of randomly popped in. I, I don't know that I've take. ever done it in my life. Huh. You've never done it. That's bullshit. 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 You, he be... also said he had a 21-inch stance <laughs> on his front I foot. Do have a 20, he said he had a 21-inch angle on his I front foot. I meant 21-and-a-half-inch stance between my legs. <laughs> what angles bu- you oh, run, buds? God. I got a 21-inch negative three. It's 12, negative three. <laughs> so, okay. buds What's your stance? Never, never changes. fucking it does? Never slapped. Your stance changes? Yeah, it depends on like how tight my ankle is feeling that oh, day. Oh, for real? It also can change with like tricks too. Yeah, it definitely changes. I think uh, typically it's like twelve and negative three to six. Yeah, that's what I, I just say. said. My stance, standard issue yeah. stance. But I would do. There was a time where I was at like three and negative three. I would did like yeah, I did three that's and negative crazy. three. It's and changed. I was, in yeah, but short. I was just like that's the G stance. I was like, oh, it's like skateboarding. I'm like, it's things. not like skateboarding at all. But and then I think. Um, 
I think the more the more I'm like jumping, like it's like definitely getting a little bit wider. And the more I'm riding switch, it's definitely the back foot's opening up a little bit, but before it was not. You ever think about going Sean White, like 28-incher? Is that what he rocks? I don't think 26 I 26 or something? I think Fat. my knees would just like, no, I don't yeah, think I It's all how your knees are yeah. built, basically, I think. Yeah. It hurts. One thing might hurt someone else, what feels good for. Yeah. Know. It changes with injuries. I really do think like if I'm tired, it's changing. Like if, depending on how much effort I want to put into my snowboarding that day, my ankles are changing. That's crazy. I'd, mine's been steady for like ever since I started for like thirty years or something. Do you measure? Do you measure the width? Like I'd, how wide do you want it to? Usually, yeah, I measure. I use measuring tape for yeah, sure. Yeah, I do too. I'm weird about that one. People always ask about setups. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a, what is your setup? Mm-hmm. B, do you do anything specific or like have any, you know, special little? Kind of uh, pro tips, yeah, pro tips for the listeners or custom stuff. Custom stuff. Okay, let's see. My setup I am rocking right now is I ride the ride back talk, um, and I love it. I ride a one fifty one, and I ride. We just we just came out with new bindings actually, and they're so sick, lightweight. Like for a while, I was like, oh, these the, them shits are clunky, and then now I'm like, <laughs> this is tight. Like I'm like, this is. I like I can feel everything them that's going shits on. Are clunky, quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> them shits are clunky. I, yeah, but also like like I'm clunky. Like I am clumsy, and it comes out clunky. Like I'm just like I just feel like this like fucking. But the know. new ones are fire. Yeah, the new ones are great, and so they like have like an aluminum and a, like a composite one, and they're they're great. They're like stiff where you need them to be, and then soft where you need them to be. Like woman specific. No, they're actually gender neutral. That's cool. Yeah, they make they make women specific bindings, but these ones are gender neutral. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and then so I ride. I think I ride. I like the composite version. I like the C eights. I like the square footbeds better than the aluminum ones. The aluminum ones are a little bit narrower. I want to say, um, and I yeah, I really like them. And also like the the footprint of the binding on the board. I found with the C versions of them have like helped me, I guess, with presses and stuff. It's like a little bit wider of a footbed, so you kind of have like a better point. Mm-hmm. Um, a tip on that, I say, like when I set up a board, I'll like trace my binding. I know a lot of people do that, or like I'll give it a little line. So like for whatever reason it moves, or you get disco foot or something, you can just like align the binding with the sharpie mark that you put. Pro like, tip, yeah. Tr- trace trace the sides of your bindings. It really helps. Um, the other thing, uh, let's see. Yep, C eights, uh, ride back talk. As far as boots go, I've been riding the Vans Farah Pros, and, like, they're, like, a stiffer version of, but but they're not too stiff. They're, like, stiff exactly, I guess, where you need them. It's, like, traditional lace. Love that. I don't really, like, do boas, but it has, like, an ankle bow, which I like for the lockdown. Um, and ankle I, and, bow is the move. Yeah, it's the move. And, like, right out of the box, I've been hyped on those. So mm-hmm. those are really dope. Um, as far as, let's see, I think that's, like, that's pretty much. What about edges? What about edges? Oh, I, d- I take them. I I dole them. Round doggers. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. Forward dog. lean. No. You see, you do wanna, you? Uh, my park board, yes. Street board, no. Backcountry okay. board. Those yes. binding ship yeah. with about three degrees of forward lean stock. That's yeah. a fun little fact. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do. Give, I given, I haven't messed around with it. Giving the user a little forward lean if they want it or not. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you take off the adjuster, you're going to get three degrees. I know people who do that. I leave mine on, so I guess I'm at three <laughs> degrees. So, yeah, I guess, I guess I'd guess i go forward lean three degrees. On my... <laughs> I don't know about ride bindings, but I'm pretty sure most people, yeah. most companies do that. You know, maybe I'll try it. I'll give it a go. I haven't really I haven't really <laughs> dabbled with that that much. But 
I think you just get honestly Fourth whatever your setup is, you just get used to whatever. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think, uh, yeah, the little forward lean helps going edge to the edge a lot. Okay. And but it, it, the thing that scares me mentally is the front board and the kink because you're just <laughs> your heels are kind of dug in a yeah. little bit. More. Yeah, it's gonna dig your edge in naturally. Yeah. We don't like that. We don't like that. Oh, God, that makes me want to just clench my mouth. I'm like, God damn it. Catch that edge and just aggressive bail. Yeah, no, we don't like that. You know Uh what? I love that you're still in the streets because um, we were talking about this at the skate park today, I think. But how people, or no, maybe I heard you say this on another podcast, but you were talking about how the backcountry is where people graduate to from the streets. Yeah. It's fair. Like, you don't got to turn your back on the streets. And I'll let you talk, and then I'm going to give a Justin Meyer quote after you see your spiel. Yeah, actually, it's funny you say that because more now than ever, I'm like, I just want to ride my snowboard, and, like, whether that be, like, in the backcountry or in the streets or whatever, but, like, I'm having way more. Like, this summer, for example, when I was snowboarding, I hit maybe four rails, which I was just like, oh, what are you doing, Joe? Like, come on, check back in with your profession. Like, let's go back to where you, what you do. But at the same time, I, I love it all, and I want to I want to get good at all avenues of it. But yeah, I do. There is a thing where people are like, I mean, it's, and it's a joke. Even with people who are in the backcountry, they're like, "Oh, when are you going to come to the backcountry?" You know, and it's like, when I want, <laughs> I guess is the answer. When I want. <laughs> and did you hit a jump last year. Oh uh, yeah, I did hit a jump Into actually. <laughs> yeah, side side jump at Brighton. It was probably my first power jump. It was so fun, and and that's the thing. Like, I want to do that this year a lot more, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not like clocking in heli hours instead of going on a street trip, I guess. Um, but I want to ride terrain and I want to ride the mountain. And I just think it looks so cool and it looks fun. And I have like a new appreciation for it for sure because it's also like what goes into that is very hard and it is a lot of fucking work. And, and that just looks like, you know, you're just like going down the mountain to nice music. <laughs> but like <laughs> it's a lot more than that. And I, and I, admire it a lot but yeah I don't going like going back I don't see myself I like jibbing and I think it's like fun and technical and like weird and like very uh personalized if you will but I appreciate powder and backcountry riding and you know one day like when you know when when my knees completely give out that's probably where I'll be switch to that pow yeah yeah I want I want to go ahead and uh this is going to infuriate a lot of people and I love it Yep. Um, but I'm going to quote Justin Meyer on one of my favorite quotes he's ever said. We were, I don't remember where we were, but we were in the backcountry, and he just goes, oh, the backcountry, where old pros go to die. <laughs> I mean, you want to answer me this. Answer me this. This is where I get confused. If you're filming VG movies, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, I don't even know if I want to say it. I, say it, uh, say it. If you're thinking it, <laughs> this say is it. Yeah. To say well, what okay, you want to snowboarders, say. snowboarders go to die in the backcountry, yet they're, in fact, flourishing in all other aspects of their life, it seems. True. And, 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 and that's why I maybe use the term graduate, because it's like, but, you know, some of, like, some of, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's interesting to me, because I'm like, I, I guess... I guess it's a question for like viewers or something, but like, what do people want to see? Well, one thing you got to think like, about: who's watching? Like, there's I, I way watch more it, but... people shredding the mountain than shredding yeah, the streets. Totally, and so I at the and end I of agree the day, that you know, but that fault to me that fault that goes into, uh, I guess, contests or something. Like, people are like interested in that. Like, I don't know. When I think of what, this is as a kid, when I'm watching snowboarding or something on TV or X Games or whatever, right? I'm sitting at Islands. I don't know if you guys have ever been to an Islands. It's like the burger place. You know what I'm talking about. 
and on TV all the time, it's like action sports, whether it be like surfing or skating, I think they had, or like biking or snowboarding. And they would have like all mountain snowboarding and it was, and it was sick. But like, I would, my eye would go to the screen when it was like trick based or something like that. And trick base in trick base that I can like fathom, I guess, and like understand and not like, I don't know. I mean, when I was sitting at islands eating a burger at 13 years old, I guess I didn't, I couldn't register what was going on, but it's just interesting to me, I guess you could say. Um, and I appreciate both sides. I th- appreciate snowboarding as a whole, and I think it's really cool. And it feels real. Snowboarding and powder feels really cool, and it's really nice, and it it's fun. But yeah, I don't know. I think I appreciate rails, and I appreciate what goes into filming street video parts a lot. And I think it's not. I know it's not glamorous, and I like that. I think, and I think. Um. When I'm ready to do more of the all-mountain stuff, I will. But I think I am capable of doing this right now, and I enjoy doing this, so I want to continue to do this until I can't really do it anymore, I guess. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well uh, do what you're best at, too. Yeah. But I also fear, like, by the time I go to the back, if I go, when I, if <coughs> and when I go, when I go there, I'm just like, I, it's just kind of, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is right now, I want to expand uh, my capabilities personally. Because I don't want to be tied to just this person who front boards rails. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want that, and that is what I. You just got a free ride more yeah. on cow days. Yeah, make sure you carve out that time. Yeah. yeah. If you look at a person who's done a great job evolving, and he's been on this podcast, but you talk about Danny Davis, right? Yeah. And he's like going on a split board trip before yeah. X Games. Yeah. Why? Because it. Did keeps he say it... he wanted to come on a rail trip with us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been talking about that, I heard, yeah. And it's like, why? Because it keeps it refreshing yeah, and fun. And you're exciting. like, and that's what happens. That, you know, you're going year eight of, uh, you know, down bars and street rails, and, and all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I, I want to do, I want to try to reinvent Just myself. Catch and some do air. Yeah. So, but totally. Catching some air, I've been wanting to do so bad. That's like what I want to do now. That's dope. It's Catching so sick. It's so sick, and it feels so good. I'm so bad at it, and I think that's why I like it, because I'm like, this is fucking hard. Yeah, a that's challenge, cool. a yeah. new challenge for you. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you in the air in Thank the you. future, in thank the near you. future. So uh, do you – I think we're about to wrap this thing up. I think so. Uh, do you Do you want to thank – you got a, some dope sponsors. You want to shout them out? You want to say thank you to anybody? Yeah, I mean, thank you to all – every single one of my sponsors and the people – but who support me. But first and foremost, I want to thank you two for like putting this on seriously. Like I feel like it has been such a refreshing thing within snowboarding and with whatever's going on and like inviting other people in and like having other people talk, I think is so cool. And like hearing other perspectives and uh, asking, asking the right questions, I think is a huge thing or questions that questions that give the answers that people want to hear. I think is huge. And I can honestly say that like listening to this podcast, I have learned in, in the people that you've interviewed, I have learned so much about the other minds of other snowboarders and how relatable that is. And it's not like the questions are, you're not asking us like, oh, what's your favorite color? And you're like, oh, I like purple because this person likes purple. You know, it's like, oh, this person deals with like, like mental shit too. And like they, they went like, it's like, oh, like listening to Seth. So I'm like, oh, you went through that? Like I'm literally, I go through that all the time right now. And I think it's so important. So thank you guys for yeah, you think you're alone, the platform. Yeah. But you're not. Yeah, so the platform that you've created has helped a lot of people, and I think it's really cool, and I'm excited to see where it grows. Um, as far as thanking uh, sponsors and things, yes, thank you to Kind, thank you Ride, Electric, Monster, Vans, thank you guys so much, Stance. And I don't know, like, without your, like, undeniable support, I really don't know where I would be. So 
thank you for taking a shot on me, I guess. And to people listening, thank you guys for listening and supporting. Continue supporting because this is a really good thing that we got going on here. So do your part if you want Thanks, this to keep Jill, going. That's yeah. dope. Big inspiration. People can find you on your Instagram at Jill Perkins if you don't already follow her. Berkey. Uh Give her a follow. <laughs> yeah, let's hit her with a couple of the. Yeah, I'll I'll, yeah, I'll upload some uh, carpet boarding, you know, shit on there, and you can let me know what you think, I guess. I went to a party in high school once, and we carpet boarded down the stairs, like real carpet boarding. Okay. Into and a was, wall. No, it was set up where you could open the front door and just oh, launch right out. Yeah. Was, it, we got was this in, like, 1908, or what year was this? 1994. Oh, hey, 94. That's okay. when I was born. It was her birth year. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We could launch right outside the crib, and we fucked that house up. Yeah. It kind of sucked. We got yeah. in big trouble. Oops. So, sorry, Mom. Oops. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys for listening, watching. We will see you next week over and out from the bomb hole. Boom. Okay. Wow. We thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. On behalf of me and Buds, thank you guys so much for taking the time. Now, if you want to support us, you can head on over to bombhole.com where we have hoodies, sweatpants, stickers, prints. We got signed Jill Perkins prints. These things are phenomenal. Shot by none other than Stony Buds himself. On our website, bombhole.com, you can also find our Patreon. Now, our Patreon is basically just an online community. It's a subscription-based platform where you sign up. You can donate as little as $5 a month, and you get to potentially ask the guests a question, you get some other content that we don't release on our website or our Instagram. And mainly, you're just supporting us. We are a podcast supported by the people, so we really appreciate you guys. We appreciate you sharing the podcast, sending it to your friends. If you listen to this and you found some value in it, text it to a friend, DM it to a friend. Now, we really hope you guys are having a safe holiday season. And thanks again for listening. We got another episode coming at you next Wednesday, over and out from the bomb hole.